it's Sunday afternoon. It is Sunday. It is. It's not Thursday. It's not Thursday. No. Uh, We we delayed by a couple of days this week. It's been a week. It's been one of those weeks this week. Oh, my life, hasn't it? It really has. Um, Yeah, life's just got in the way and motivation has been seriously lacking. Um, Yeah. COVID. It's COVID's fault. It's always COVID's fault. We, we, I'm hoping for this lockdown to lift on tomorrow. We're getting, getting well, an get announcement the in the UK tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Just going out. It's just doing normal things and, and just, just being able to get out. I think being, you know, at this kind of prisoner now is starting to do my face in a yeah. little bit. Yeah, the, the cooped upness has kind of reached tipping point this week and it's just, it's just killed off uh, motivation, basically. Well, I think the thing is, is... is um, like going what we're talking about the other week is is you know th- things get stressful work gets stressful that kind of stuff happens and that's that's cool and then you can deal with it you've got other stuff you can do see people go out and do stuff but not being able to do that just makes it shitty yeah so it just escalates and escalates so it's been rubbish but i don't want to talk about rubbish stuff because otherwise i just well, just, just sit here and moan you know it. moaning aside putting a positive kind of positive spin on it you know, it, it it got stressful, and so we just felt the right thing to do was just to take a couple of days a break days. and and delay the podcast. Sometimes you just got to make those kinds of decisions to look after your own health. But I guess the thing is to recognise is that that again, this this like feeling like shit. It just happens to everyone at the moment, anyway. It, yeah. it's just it's just part of it. So we're no different. Um, but yeah, positive thing then. So so just bullshit that off because I don't want to talk about that anymore. Cause I'm sick of it. Um, <laughs> is I, I, I don't know. I've had some positive stuff this week, but nothing that anyone else is really going to give a shit about. Um, <laughs> I joined my local Harley chapter, so I'm really happy about that. And again, when stupid-ass lockdown lifts, You'll like to be, be cool. able to go out and meet them all. So I went for my patches to arrive and get that shit on my cut. And, this is and a motorcycle thing for anybody who doesn't understand quite what I would, you're talking about. I would about. think the Harley chapter <laughs> would probably give it away. Um, and yes, done that, and... For anyone who likes guitar stuff, I got my Axe FX 3 Mark II this week, which is um, cool. And you get um, a free box of chocolates with it. I tell you what, you know, I, you know, the whole guitar thing, I just let you get on with that. And, you know, you you, you you get new stuff, you move it on, you get more new stuff and stuff. And I, you just, whatever. But the chocolates coming this week, that caught my attention. Because they weren't just like bog standard. It was not like you got a box of celebrations or anything. They were like posh chocolates. And, and I don't see why I have to share them either, because they, <laughs> like, like, they came with my guitar shit, so they're mine. I'm just eating the ones that you would naturally want to leave behind. I wanted all of them. The only ones I didn't want in there were the ones that had marzipan. Oh yeah, you fobbed them. all of those off of me straight away. So I gave you those, but everything else I wanted. So, you know, leave them alone. If you want your own free chocolates, buy some guitar shit. I'm not, that would, that, those are some very expensive chocolates. Thank you. Yeah, I can... but they were still, they're expensive, but free at the same time. <laughs> it's like the DVC backpack, isn't it? It's the most expensive backpack you'll ever buy, the one you get when you take out your DVC. Yeah. Then does anyone use it? Because it's like, it's, it's quite gaudy, isn't it, really? When would, you, when would you really ever use it? It is, no, it's okay, but it is just okay. But why would you? What I think to go around with a backpack saying DVC member, that's that's a bit like I'd that's do a bit it. up your ass. Really, I'd do it. it. I don't. I got no, no shame. No, <laughs> no, I'm not into that. I, do, I just think that's a little bit, yeah, a bit too much. Would you like a little bit of Disney news? 
Yeah, what is it? What, what are we theming this week? What's the topic? Well, okay, topic this week, actually, finally, will be food. Uh, mm. I have done some polls on Instagram this week, um, and I've had a very specific reason to be thinking about food, but I'll talk more about that later. So we're finally going to address some of those things I was planning on talking about a while ago, and then, you know, the polls and all that kind of bit. So, yeah, we'll get to that later. In the meantime, there really is only one story worth talking about as far as Walt Disney World news goes this week, and it's a big one. Now, do you remember the other day you were, I can't even remember what we were watching, and you turned to me and you said, when do you think they will be selling special merchandise for the 50th anniversary? Yeah. Remember that? And Because uh, I've not seen anything. I'm no. not Because we're in the 50th year already, mm-hmm. and I, I know, you know, COVID and shit, but I've not seen anything. And I said to you that, that the official anniversary isn't until October, so I would suspect to that they would start selling something around summer or in the lead up to that date, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, this isn't this news isn't specifically about merchandise, but it is about the 50th anniversary. So the big story this week coming out was that beginning on the 1st of October 2021 and running for a period of 18 months, uh, Disney is going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary with a special event called the World's Most Magical Celebration. So basically, that's just going to be the kind of overarching name for all the different things they're going to be doing, probably including merchandise, to celebrate the 50th anniversary. And 18 months, because they know that nothing's going to happen immediately. No, exactly. And that gives everybody who's being prevented currently from being able to travel because of things like international travel restrictions to actually get around to seeing it, which is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. So, you know, if our trip does happen to to go ahead this year, we're obviously not going to see it because we're going to be leaving just as it's starting. But maybe... You'll get to buy some merchandise. Oh, it doesn't start. Thing. So when does it start? You say the first of October. Why do they wait until then? I know that's like the actual anniversary, but shouldn't they just do like an anniversary year, like the actual year? We, we no, they're not doing it that way. Because it's like fifty years this year. I know it's I, not fifty years next year. It's fifty-one years next yeah, year. Yeah, but maybe they're delaying as well because of the whole COVID thing. The cool thing is there are some people I've seen about online here in the UK who have trips booked for around that first week of October or during October and they are quite rightly very much looking forward well, to being me. some of the first people. This is the people. same bullshit. See, Disney always pull this crap on us. <laughs> it was exactly the same when it was Epcot's 35th. Yes. And they had all the merchandise that they were about to release on display in... Um, oh, in the Odyssey building. Yeah, so, yeah. so you could see it. We just couldn't touch it. Yeah. It <laughs> and then, like, we got home. As soon as we got home, like, all the usual suspects were posting online, oh, look at my shit I bought. Oh, yeah. look at this. So and then we picked it. up the dregs in the outlet. So, we, the yeah, like year. a year later, <laughs> we, we, we got all the shit, but, like, for a dollar, I think. Which yeah, is, is fair enough, but it's still bollocks. I, I, yeah, it annoys me. However, this this world's most magical celebration is going to have some really, really cool stuff. So the way they announced it this week was on Good Morning America. Uh, do you know why they announced it on Good Morning America? Because um, no, because Disney owns that shit. They they own Good Morning America. Right. Um, so they released a special photograph of Mickey and Minnie uh, in their very new celebration outfit. So do you remember when it was Mickey's ninetieth? birthday and they had those kind of birthday outfits that were like white with all the confetti and everything and we had our photo taken with them do you remember that yeah yeah so they're now going to have special outfits for the 50th anniversary and when you look them up online they are very 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 cool and they've got to wear it for like 18 months they've got to wear them every day for 18 months (laughs) they i'm hoping they'll have multiple changes of clothes or frequent laundry because after all that you know once hugging is back with strangers it's gonna start to smell a bit but yeah, do, do they, will Mickey have to wear it like in the character dining stuff? So like, um, like 
garden grill and the Tusker House breakfast and shit. I doubt it, but why do you ask? Well, I just want to know. I just no, probably know, like, not. Because I'd, I'd, I'd ask him. I was like, why have you got chains out of your shirt? <laughs> well, when he's wearing his like dungarees and his check shirt at Garden Grill. Yeah, or a safari suit at, at Tusker at House. house. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a word because, I, I mean, yeah. I think you should keep it on for the whole, the whole thing. The entire, everything, parade, shows, dining, everything. Yeah, for well, 18 I mean, months. I, I must admit, I, I, I just think... To be honest, I prefer Mickey just in his just little red pants. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Are you talking about like when he's wearing his red trousers and his like tails and coat and bow tie? Are no, you just, just his red pants. Just just the shorts. Yeah. Topless. Well, yeah. He's a mouse. I don't I don't think Mickey does any meet and greets in just his pants. No, but that's what I'm saying. I, I, that's what I want. I want <laughs> I want just Mickey in his pants. <laughs> You and you alone. But if they just put on a like a black lycra suit and the head and just the pants, Shh, you're ruining the magic. Well, that's, that's his outfit. Well, that's what I want to see. I want to see Mickey in his pants. Well, in his special celebration outfit, outfit, and for all the kind of decor and everything going on for the 50th anniversary, there is a very, very specific color palette which the Imagineers are calling iridescence. It's an iridescent type of color palette. They're calling it iridescence. I think this is amazing. Um, basically, to visualise it, it is a combination of things like pink, peach, lilac, indigo, turquoise, azure blue, and basically crowned with lots of gold and sparkles over everything. So that's interesting. But I've Googled pictures of Mickey Mouse, right? Right. And I'm still a little bit hung up on the fact that he's wearing red pants, yellow shoes and white gloves. But nothing else, like who chose that outfit? Like what? what? <laughs> Presumably Walt did. But like, it doesn't even make sense. I, I, if I go to a fancy dress party ever, yeah, I'm going to just do that. I'm going to put on red pants, yellow shoes, and white gloves. Nothing else. Just that's me going as Mickey. Am Mouse. I am I coming to this party with you? I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not. What does Minnie wear? She wears like that that polka dot dress. Well, look. Yeah, Minnie is more appropriately dressed for a party. That's what. That's how I want to see Mickey. I just want to see him in the red pants. Why has he got two buttons on his red pants? I don't know. Because like, they're I not get... holding anything. No, I know. I know. I don't understand it either. <laughs> but it's the gloves that it, it, he always. He looks like he's like a snooker referee because <laughs> of the white gloves. Yeah, and that's why. I said, because he's in the black as well. I mean, he's mixing it up with the the the, the red and yellow, so it's it's upbeat snooker. Um, but he's in keeping with the ball colours. I mean, that's three points, isn't it? <laughs> Job done. One for the red, two for why, the yellow. Why does he wear? Well, why is he wearing gloves? Is it a style choice? Is it a practicality issue? Is he afraid of COVID? Well, he's he's either a snooker referee. Yeah. He's either part of the Michael Jackson fan club. Yeah. Um, but then he would just wear one glove. Yeah. So that's it. Can't be that. Yeah. Um, or maybe. Um, you know, he's a proctological doctor. A what? Um, Is that a word? Finger in the bum. Oh, Scott, no! He might do. No, he's not. No! I mean, to be honest with you, if he's a mouse, he should be quite no. tiny. He could get all of no. him in the bum. No. <laughs> he could definitely find out what's going on. Prostate exam? <laughs> oh Maybe. my God! <laughs> Maybe he's just got really cold hands. You won't see that at Disney, will you? The, the, no, the, no, the, the no. prostate exam, Mickey. <laughs> you won't get that in a plush. <laughs> just, 
<laughs> just covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, that is most of the plushies in like Disney Springs, or in, in um, sorry, Disney Village in Paris. They're uh, all covered, covered in shit. In, covered in grime. All yeah. the kids have been picking it up and licking it, uh, and then just put it back uh, on the shelves. Man, that was so gross. Yeah. I think it's better these Prostate days. exam, Mickey. Imagine, I'd get that as a plush. Anyway, going back to this colour theme, I happen to think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and also, I was just wondering, actually, anyone listening, did you happen to notice that the colour scheme is actually basically the same as the Sorcerer Mickey in the new uh, Magic Happens Parade over in Disneyland, California? You've got no idea what I'm talking about because I don't even know if you've seen that video on YouTube yet, have you? I, I, to be honest, I didn't even listen to you when you said what the colours were, so I don't even know what you're talking No, you weren't. You were too busy looking up pictures of Mickey Mouse on Google. Oh, I wanted to see... I just wanted to make sure he wasn't wearing pants. Anyway, if anyone had noticed that already, uh, like myself, let me know. I'd be interested to to see. Um, So, in addition to their new colour palette... Um, they're going to be doing some other things kind of decor-wise as well. So there's going to be special overlays for each of the park centrepieces, which are being referred to as... Oh, hang on a minute. I I thought this (laughs) said bacons. It's not... Beacons of magic, beacons of magic, not bacons of magic. I would, I would like some some. <laughs> it's quite dark in this room, and even with my glasses, it's quite hard to read my notes. Ba- beacons of magic. I would like some beacons of bacon. <laughs> beacons of bacon. Be- entire beacons. I don't even know what a beacon really is, but well, I know what a beacon is, but in this context, but made of bacon. A be- <laughs> okay, there's no bacon involved. No bacon. So instead, what there's going to be is is lots of extra decor and Cinderella Castle, including some kind of, like, bunting and everything that you can see. Beacons of magic. Beacons of magic. They should have bacons of magic as a a breakfast um, option during the celebration. Bacon Bacon of magic. That could work. That could work. And you could have, like, edible iridescent glitter... On the bacon. I bet I bet the Imagineers are listening to this right now. And, I bet, and they're yeah. like, got their pencils like, we'll have that one. They best give us those monies. Well, they just give me the bacons. <laughs> the beacon of bacon. So as well as all the bunting and all the extra sparkle on the castle, there's also going to be like a crest above the entrance. Do you remember when we went to Disneyland Paris for their 15th anniversary and it had that big like yeah. gold 15 above the doors? So yeah. they're going to have something like that with the 50th on there. Um, and then they're also going to have uh, lots of kind of gold all over it. And then by night, it's going to have, quote, pixie dust effects. So lots of extra lighting, that kind of thing. It's going to look all sparkly and magic, which is ideal. Um, And then also over at Epcot, there's going to be special lighting effects on Spaceship Earth. Um, They had to put in a permit for these lighting effects. So I'm guessing they're going to be... You're going to be able to see them from some distance away. They're going to be massive. Um, So in addition to what we think are going to be some kind of laser or massive... I was going to say massive beam of light, but that's a laser, right? Yeah. Um, well, not necessarily, because a spotlight is a massive <laughs> uh, yes, beam of light. Yes, spotlights, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, that's not a laser. There's also going to be some special lighting effects projected onto Spaceship Earth itself that resembles the night sky. It's going to be very pretty, very sparkly again, super fantastic. On what? On um, Spaceship Earth. They're projecting the sky. There's going to, a lighting effect that's going to resemble the night sky. So I, I'm thinking... You almost see it kind of night. like, almost kind of you like. Literally, look up to look at Spaceship Earth. It's it be camouflage. <laughs> You're looking at that and the sky. No, I think it's going to have like some kind of thinking about the color palette as well, with the greens and the purples and and, all, and the gold. It's going to be maybe like a galaxy effect, which right. I am very very keen to see. So with that, with the spotlights, with the um, thing, 
the thing in the fountain. The thing. The word is escaping me. The pylons. They're not pylons. We um, had this discussion. <laughs> it's just, it's going to look, I'm actually kind of more excited about seeing that than I'm about seeing Cinderella Castle. Over at Animal Kingdom, they're going to have some magical firefly effects in the Tree of Life at nighttime. Uh, so I'm guessing nothing really you can see by day, but certainly at nighttime. Um, and then, bless, oh, poor old, poor old Hollywood Studios. Uh, the Hollywood Tower of Terror, so not even the Chinese theatre, but the Hollywood Tower of Terror is getting simply just, quote, special new touches, which basically means projection mapping. It is... It, it annoys me that they don't have a centerpiece for Hollywood Studios and it shouldn't be the Tower of Terror and, and especially because it's not it's, it's pissed off over to the side anyway there needs to be something either where the Chinese theatre is or well it, it was when it, when it first opened it was the Chinese theatre that was but they the don't big do anything deal with, and especially now that's like Mickey's runaway bollocks whatever um, it's at Railway. Rat- Ratatouille just different but the same <laughs> it's Ratatouille um, but the, they um see see that the hat well the, yeah the hat the hat like, was brought in and that was more of a centerpiece than yeah the, and and although yeah. it was you know it wasn't necessarily fantastic I I still think in that centerpiece there somewhere there is space to do something that is special you know I don't know what but something something that is visible from outside the park because you can I know you can see Tower of Terror from from other places but I don't like that being a centerpiece well then they got rid of the Earful Tower as well. Which was like the thing you could see from outside of the park, and that's now gone. So I there's think, kind of nothing. It's almost forgotten. I just think you need something either that you see from from the, yeah that, that is right in the centre that you see from outside the park, because or, or as you walk through the park, because that's what you have. All the others, mm-hmm. you have that centre piece. Yeah. Um, somebody needs to go there. I mean, I, you can see the Tower of Terror. Let's be fair. You yeah, can not, see that. No, but you, you, it's not like walk down and it's in front of you. You've got no, to walk it, in, kind of yeah. turn right, look up there. Oh, yeah. The positioning is. is strange. Just listen to these people screaming. Oh, that sounds so fun. <laughs> it's like it's not like, oh, look, look at that magical castle. Oh, look at that amazing golf ball. Look at that like big-ass tree with all the carvings on. Oh, listen to those people dying. <laughs> It's not exactly representative of joy, I no, suppose. No, and and you, you know, the thing is as well with it with it being the Tower of Terror is it always it kind of means that it will never get the makeover that the Californians had. No, no, I, I don't think it ever will. It, it, it's going to stay Tower of Terror until it's no more. But they need to do like if, if any ride in Hollywood Studios now needs refurbing, it's Tower of Terror because although the theming is good and how the do you, ride how do you is, mean? The, I think the the the. the the story, and, and the actual, because um, this is where the the one in in Florida is a bit poo compared to the one in Paris. Because the one in Paris, you're in the lift, you have that story shit, and then you just drop because you're they, already there. They got a new story in the last couple of years as well. Yeah, exactly. But in in Florida, you, you do the story bit, the carts at the the lifts at the top. And then you like meander through that little bit where it's got like E equals MC squared floating randomly. Yeah. It's bollocks. It looks like that bit is really rubbish. Yeah. Like they, they, they need to like either theme that up better, make it scary, like fill it also. It looks like you're floating in space or something. Do something. Well, um, they went in. they went more down the kind of scary haunted vibe in Paris because I, I I mean we haven't ridden it because every time we tried to last time we were there it was flipping shut. Um, but they went with that new story with the, like the little girl. 
the ghost of the little girl that's haunting it and stuff. I mean, that's super creepy. I mean, you know, maybe that's more palatable for kind of Europeans than than it would be in the states, and that's why they've not done it. But no, but even, like, like, even if the story stays the same, like that's fine. But the theming, like that is when that when the elevator goes like rolls around that little bit to move into position, mm-hmm. like how it, that that pulls you out of that immersion more than. Any other ride? Yeah, you feel like you're killing time for a good you, like you, you, six seconds. You go through all that kind of like, oh, that we're seeing all the ghosts and the shit happen and the history and whatever. You don't, and you don't see that first, do you? No, I'm on the screen. Think, so you yeah. have all that on the screen, and, and, and it does it does all oh, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then like the door opens and it wills you to where you're going to drop. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, E equals M C squared floating and and there's some like other bits of luggage it's, it's, and it's just it's like, weird, yeah, yeah, completely out of immersion. Yeah, so they either need to there. do something bad disconnect with that, or I don't know. But anyway, yeah, centerpiece needs something. Like, what would it be though? What could be a really good centerpiece? I don't know, and that's and I think that's probably been the struggle for imagination. But real like American movie history. Yeah, but it's thing. not about that anymore in Hollywood studios, is it? It's about immersion. What's well, it? It's a movie park though. Yeah, but I mean, the original concept for Hollywood Studios was that you get to see behind the scenes in the movie making business. It was all about that kind of behind the scenes look. Now it's more about immer- immersing, immersing you completely into your favourite movies, which is why Toy Story Land makes you feel like you're the size of a toy and why um, Galaxy's Edge makes you feel like you're on another planet in another galaxy. That's the new direction for Hollywood Studios. So how you represent that in a centerpiece i'm not sure how you do that mm, i don't know it's it's a tricky one and i don't know if there's a solution or if we'll ever see one i think you know in terms of the these overlays i feel kind of sad for for hollywood studios that it seems like the bottom of the pile but there's less to work with right the, the, i reckon they should just build they should just build the um the uh theater chinese theater bigger I know that it's copying the one that's in like LA, but I just think they should um, build it bigger, make that a centerpiece, do something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway. So I mean, those are the kind of headline things that I they've think announced you just so talked far. About Hollywood studios, longer than you can spend in Hollywood studios <laughs> doing attractions. <laughs> that's quite possible, actually. Yeah. Oh, bless. I, I think you spend more time trying to get your booking slot for like Rise of the Resistance than you do doing anything else. In, yeah. Yeah, that's a struggle we haven't experienced yet, and when I'm, I'm not looking forward to. I think the stress levels will will do me in if I'm honest. Um, but uh, yeah, that is the that that is what they have announced so far. I expect there will be far more announcements to come for the fiftieth anniversary. I'm sure there's going to be some special kind of nighttime show. There might be. I mean, God, they need a new parade. I mean, Festival of Fantasy is done now. It's wonderful, but it's done, right? Which one's that? That's the daytime parade. Yeah, I don't watch that. Yeah, we. I don't think we've ever actually sat and watched the entire thing in one go. We've just ca- happened to catch it. We, so yeah, seen bits of it, but we're not one of those people that. I, I think. I mean, when when you watch the the new parade from California, that Magic Happens one, you will you will see why the one uh, Walt Disney World needs a new daytime parade. So who knows? You know, maybe there's going to be those kind of things. There's obviously going to be special food items and, of course, merchandise items and hopefully some shows and that kind of thing. So lots and lots to look forward to between now and, and October when it all finally happens. So, I mean, that's the only Disney news, really, worth talking about from this week. Um, but it's a big story and lots to look forward to. Do you know what they should do for a parade, mm-hmm. right? It is they should do a parade of, like... Um, Disney through the ages, 
and start off with the first float like in black and white and it's like seen by Willie. Oh yeah, that would be so cool. But then each float is like a different like movie or era from Disney right up until now and to go through the Yeah, that would be ace. That'd be cool. That'd be good. That'd be a good anniversary thing to do for the, the for the eighteen months to do that, that. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. That would be, uh, or you could do a parade. You could do a parade for Disney World that celebrates the history of like iconic Disney World attractions. So they could be attractions that are possibly still in place, or ones that are, are now extinct, but real iconic attractions. And like you say, but put you wouldn't them do in that kind Magic Kingdom, order. though, would you? Because the attractions wouldn't just be Magic Kingdom attractions. Mm. Magic Kingdom is about fantasy, so it's got to be about the, me- the more about the actual storytelling. Yeah, but if you're and you're characters. celebrating you're celebrating Walt Disney World, I'm yeah, sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to cough and drink my drink, and I've been trying desperately not to. You're so going to mute my mic. Mute you. There you go. Cough away. <coughs> oh, that's horrible. It feels horrible. Oh, I'm gonna unmute you now. I'm, I'm a back. Yeah, you're back. So no, I, I, I don't like your idea. Go with my idea. All right, fine. Go with your idea. Um, so moving on from Disney news to Charlton's news, a couple of little things. Uh, so we noticed recently that the Warner Brothers Studio Tour have now cancelled uh, bookings up to the 15th of March. Our booking is in the first week of April, so it's looking yeah. ever increasingly likely well, it all that depends. that trip's going to get cancelled. It all depends too. what Boris says tomorrow. That's, it really does. That's all banking on yeah, whatever he comes banking up with. Banking on Boris. Yeah. And whatever he comes out with. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're bound to know more about that by the time we get around to speaking to you guys again. Um and, 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 you know, also on, on kind of COVID news, just actually completely out of the blue, turns out you and I are actually both getting vaccines for, for various reasons in the next couple of weeks, which is amazing. On Tuesday morning. Yeah, you, you get yours first. Um, yeah. You're getting yours because of some medication that you've, you've been on, uh, which um, you know, I've totally lost my words now. It, oh, you had steroids. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> Like, this isn't this isn't a fucking like you know a GP open session. No. By the way, I'm getting mine on Tuesday. You're morning. getting yours Tuesday. I'm getting mine because of my work. Um, I don't have a date yet, but we'll both be vaccinated up in the next couple of weeks, which will be interesting. Uh, weren't expecting that to happen at all, but um, yeah, that's to look forward to. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to talk about in Chance News was um, One Division. Shit. <gasps> no, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to stop and talk about it again. Because um, I really hate watching it, let alone talking about it. It's been a few weeks since we talked about it less. Vision vision annoys me so much of this stupid, like, non-vision accent and voice now. Well, you know, I knew you didn't like it to start with, but I kind of felt like you were getting into it now. uh, I've always kind of quite liked Paul Bettany as an actor, but now he just pisses me off. Like this stupid vision that's that's there now. Like even where now he's starting to like become more vision, he's still like acting like a. Oh, I just don't like it. And the story, it's just like everything issue. And apparently, it costs like two hundred and twenty million or something for the series. Yeah, it's really expensive. It's like for what? They didn't cost like the first episode was black and white. <laughs> There's no special effects in there. They're just making fifties TV shows or you know whatever genre. I think Whatever the, the decade, general consensus I mean. is is that people found episode one and two quite hard going, particularly episode one. But everybody has seemed to kind of enjoy it more and more as it's gotten on. I mean, have you 
you you you're still watching it. You're still watching it with me. You've not bailed. So something's got to be keeping you because in there. In lockdown, we've watched everything else that is available. So there is nothing else to watch, and there is nowhere else to go. <laughs> so like they've got a captive audience, but it, it's bollocks. The like there's no there's not enough story driving it forward. Literally everything that's happened so far, you could have put into like one one hour episode. I think look, I'm I'm really really enjoying it, and it, my one criticism is 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 kind of along those lines is that the the, it, the pacing has been a little too slow. I think they could have what you know where we've got to now could have been attained within four maybe five episodes rather than however far down the line we are now. I, no, I, I can't and, and I don't I, I don't like the fact that it like drops in and out of just like the the show styles and like the random comedy stuff and whatever. You don't like the sitcom bits. No, it's, no, it, that that you know. Even I, even two, though, two episodes of like going in and out of the show thing, I could have stubborn. But the fact that it's still going on now, and they did the whole Modern Family thing in the last one. And you love Modern Family; it's like your favorite. Yeah, but it wasn't Modern Family. I love Modern Family because Modern Family's funny. That isn't funny. It's rubbish. She was like trying to do a Claire impression. That was rubbish. But I'm not watching because of that. It, no, it was rubbish. I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> WandaVision. You're still going to watch it on Friday, though, right? I've got no choice. Where else am I going to go? <laughs> okay okay good um so that's it for charlton's news um you know if, if we go to um warner studios uh-huh. are we gonna vlog it this time yeah yeah we are because we, we we know it and it's not yeah. if it's when because we will go at some point you know if we if, if our booking gets cancelled we'll rebook for the earliest opportunity right yeah whenever they can move the, the tickets i guess yeah um yeah yes. so we we will all right Right. We will go and we will vlog it. And you have permission to say almost whatever you want on the vlog. Sure. I'm not, I'm not like, a, you make it sound like I'm going to say something like really, but I, I, lo- I love like one of brothers. It is just going to be a vlog of you geeking out for a solid sort of six hours. I love it. I want to climb over the barrier. I don't advocate doing this at all, but I want to climb over the barrier. <laughs> Did you, you said when I climb over the barrier. No, I said I want to. Okay. Um, and sit in the um, Gryffindor common room. Mm. But I would also want to light a real fire in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just want to go and sit there and just hang out. I just uh, I would out. climb the barrier in the like dormitory area. I, I love that with the kind of beds and the circular kind of layout. And the, the beds are tiny. No are one t- can fit I'd in it. I'd fit in them. No, you wouldn't fit in it. Even. I'd almost fit in them. Yeah, they are tiny. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know how that works. Oh, and I'd also climb the barrier in the potions classroom. Because there's just so much to look at in there. Yeah. No, it's cool. I, I, I would rather, I'd like to spend more time in the Great Hall. Yeah, we felt kind of rushed through. I mean, without giving anything away for anyone that's not been yet, there is, you know, most of it is kind of, you know, take it at your own pace, but you feel that to less of a degree in the Great Hall, don't you? So The, the Great Hall of- is the only room where you have a limited time. Just because of the nature of how that that first bit. I mean, worked. I don't feel like anyone was enforcing that. Mm, they were. Were they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They they wanted they clear that room out before the next group comes through. Mm. So yeah, that that wasn't happening at any other point on the tour. No, but yeah. I'm, I'm gonna when we get this time, I'm gonna be the last person in that room. Yeah, good plan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait until someone drags me out. Yeah, good plan. Yeah, we'll um, do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, when we go in this time, I'm gonna freak out all the people that work there because I still remember what I was told by all the other like I just call them cast members. Um, like all the little facts and stuff, mm. and I'm going to go up to them and I'm going to tell them the facts before they tell me, <laughs> just to freak them out. Yeah, that's a good idea. And I might pretend 
like that I was one of the I was the, one of the actors. Oh God, I find that too awkward. I'll do I'm that. Like, I'll, I'll, pretend, gonna... <laughs> I'll pretend. I was like, oh yeah. Do you remember um, um, Death Dealer Number Seven? That was me. <laughs> yeah, I'd find that too. I wouldn't be able to witness no, you I'll do, do it. that. And I'll, 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 you can film it, yeah. and I'll tell them. I'll tell them all the random fact. Well, <coughs> no, I'm coughing. I'll I'll tell them some real facts, mm-hmm. but then I'll drop in some Scott facts as well. Which aren't really facts, but so are... So then they'll the, tell all the other They'll visitors. tell the guests, yeah. So I'll tell them about, oh, this day on film with Daniel Radcliffe, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that cat, Filch's cat, oh, it's shining his face. Uh, and <laughs> like, he, he, he did this whole scene with this big cat shit. Nice. But, but yeah, I might do something like that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not so sure. Well, it's going to happen. Well, will we will we eat there again this time? Do we? I was trying to think where we ate. We had some breakfast at the first... We had like a, a burger or a hot dog or something. Yeah, that's right. We did kind of there's like that, that point, halfway point. Uh, when you were at um, Privet Drive. Yeah. We sat, we sat opposite um, number four Privet Drive. We did. Oh, we're next to the night bus as well. And we were next to the night bus. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really good. And it was really, really quiet because of social distancing. So it'd be interesting to see and compare with how busy it is next time we go, whenever that may yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, uh, at least, you know... It will still be some kind of social distancing in place. It will still be those small numbers because mm-hmm. that 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 was the only like good bit about the social distancing, distancing really. Oh, it was it, wonderful. It's quite. Yeah. So oh, and cool. uh, and a final point on Warner Brothers Studio Tour. Yeah. Will you be using those toilets in the car park again? Even if I don't use them, I'm just going to go and go in there, oh, yeah. film a bit, <laughs> film it. Take some. You can't vlog inside the toilets. You can. There's like an unwritten rule on YouTube that unless as long as no one else is in there. Mm. Then you can you can film. You filmed in the toilets in like Hollywood in um oh yeah that's true. Studios, in Hard Rock Hotel. I did, I but did. Yeah, it's it's fine. And I got caught because someone came in while I was filming. Yeah, but they they you were already filming when they came in. They weren't in there and like you know. No, that's very true. That's very true. okay. Yeah, all right. You can film inside the toilets if you They're want. Just toilets. don't film anyone going to the toilet. They're good toilets. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm put those ones in TripAdvisor. I'm gonna have to use the toilets myself. It might only be the gents' toilets. Yeah, might, yeah. <laughs> like the women's oh, toilets way, are, are really they are, dirty. They are the gross. best car park toilets in the ever. Best um, car park toilets. Urinated in. Yeah, get on TripAdvisor. Write that review up. Yeah. Um, we've had a random ask us anything. Just one, one kind of two-part question. Um, you don't even know what it is. But, no. So if you want to queue up the uh, ask us anything, oh, well, we've got bit. to do this now. Have we? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and I will go ahead and let you know. Okay, you ready? Yes. Ask us anything. So, um, at some point earlier this week, I posted a photo of you and I at Wilderness Lodge uh, on the day that we got crazy, crazy sunburn because we were very foolish. And although we used sunscreen, we just didn't use enough or we stayed out too long and we both ended up pretty, pretty darn pink. I don't use sunscreen. That, because well, because no, my no. logic is... Right, I, no, please I, kids, always use sunscreen. But but my logic is, um, historically, mm-hmm. I don't burn. Well, that's not a reason to, to, to not use sunscreen. You you, you don't use but also, sunscreen just I wanted, to stop yourself burning. But, it, it, skin cancer is but, a big factor but, but here. All, but also... Uh, is that, is that um, um, the, I, I don't spend. I don't like sunbathing. And I, and I didn't really sunbathe, but because you were led there, I, I felt like I had to. Don't this um, on me um, and no it was, it was your fault but 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 also I thought well look if I'm going to get a tan I've got a narrow window because I'm not going to sunbathe ever again so right. I thought well let's just get as much sun now in, in a one-er mm-hmm. um, and job done 
So I was just in and out of the pool, led there for a bit, in and out of the pool, and that was it. Anyway, but clearly it was, your, your plan did not go to plan because well, you I ended did, up with sunburn. But that red went to, to a lovely shade of brown. Oh, you you looked like a lobster, and then you peeled. Yeah, I know. I, I burned terribly. And I stay. I, I was. I, I think my tan lasted for a whole year. You and Kai both tan so easily, and I'm practically translucent, so I just burn and peel. You want, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's hideous. It's hideous. Anyway, in that photo, obviously you're topless. I'm in just like a crop top, and so uh, our tattoos are on display, uh, and you have quite a few. More than a few on your torso. It looks like I'm wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> so um, someone came to us with an Ask Us Anything and asked, what tattoos do you both have and is there any meaning behind any of them? Do you regret any that you have or do you have any future ones planned? So I'll start because I've got considerably less um, than you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to even think. I don't know the actual number of tattoos I've got, but I, I have a few. I have, uh, and most prominently, I have some kind of like rose designs around my left shoulder i have um very large thigh tattoos of (laughs) i have very large thighs (laughs) i do have very large thighs but i've got one in star lord and one of rocket and groot um i just got those because guardians of the galaxy is one of my all-time favorite movies ever 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 um and i had a tattoo artist who i knew could do a really good job with the kind of style that i wanted and it was just right time right place uh and all worked out very well there and then i also have a large tattoo on my right forearm which is probably my favorite tattoo um and it is the design from a print that i bought at um epcot in, in the Mitsukoshi store so so that I bought that print I think in either 2012 2013 and I absolutely loved it and, and for years I didn't even frame it and put it up um, and before I even, even did that I decided to get it tattooed on myself because I loved it so much so um, again right artist to do it um, he was able to take the design that's essentially kind of on a, a you know piece of paper and turn it into a a design that would wrap around my entire arm and meet seamlessly. So I did a really good job with that. That was a long time sat in the tattoo chair and uh, took a couple of sessions. But yeah, that's absolutely my favourite. I've got a few others elsewhere as well. I've got my first tattoo when I was 21 and that's horrible and say no more about that. But yeah, that's all I've got. Before we move on to regrets and future plans, take us through your tattoos, or at least some of them. Oh, just quickly. Um, so... My left arm is cut. My my right arm isn't. Um, my body is. Um, it's Day of the Dead. Right? Yeah. Oh, you, oh, across the front of your torso. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Day of the Dead on the front, um, and I've got like so crossed kind of decorative pistols, mm-hmm. and I have Vienteocho, Viente, Vienteocho, twenty-eight. Anyway. Um, Kai would know. He's doing GCSE Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> I could lift up my T-shirt and read it. Um, it's, it's twenty. It's number twenty-eight. Um, because I have a thing about the number twenty-eight. It's a significant number for us, isn't it? Well, yeah, kind of in a random way. But anyway, yeah. So that that that's that's that. Um, I've got yeah. So that goes from my neck all the way down to kind of under my pants. And nice. I had that. I had that um, done. Started at a tattoo convention. And I sat. Oh, yeah, I, you did. It was it a Cardiff? I think so. Yeah, the tattoo and toy convention. Um, and I sat. I sat. I let down for like ten hours getting done. That day. I'd forgotten about Pu- that like, publicly. Yeah. And oh, I was knackered. 
and because it's on your front, your whole body, like it's just everywhere, and the pain's immense on your on your um, sternum. Sternum, mm-hmm. um, clavicles, and sternum are just oh, yeah. Just I've not vibrate. got not not got clavicle, but um, no, sternum. But I have had my clavicle done, and oh, yeah, it's horrible. So yeah, um, and then the backs of my hands are again related to both being having the American ties and the, and the UK ties. So my left hand is my UK hand. So that's got roses and anchor to represent the Mayflower. Um, and also my naval history in the family. And a swallow, traditional British, the rose and the swallow stuff. Uh, my right hand, again, has a ship's wheel to re- the other part of the kind of the, the, the Mayflower um, element, the eagle, and that has the American flags. The reason that I have the American flags on that side behind the eagle is because that looks cool and that's fine and it's patriotic, whatever. On my left hand, I don't have the Union Jack flag, um, or the Union flag, because it would look a bit too um, right-wing and <laughs> racist, I don't know. It's, like, it's really weird, right? It's like it any other, any, do, any other country does. can display their flag yeah. with pride, but if you display the British flag... It looks like, oh, drive a white van and... Uh, <laughs> no, you've just also said white van drivers everywhere or, that are listening to this podcast. Well, anyway. they might be cheering, going, yeah, that's me! <laughs> on the radio! Yeah! <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's why I didn't have the flag on that. Because, you know, you know, hand tattoos, they are kind of known, called job, job stoppers. Um, it's never affected me, to be honest with you, in, in my career. No. Um, I, I, I must admit, I'm the only person I know in my line of work that has oh I bet you are tattoos or certainly hand tattoos or visible tattoos have you ever have you ever kind of I don't want to say caused a stir but have you ever any, shocked anyone with the amount of tattoos you have kind of working in quite corporate jobs and that kind of thing no, no, and, and funny enough no one no one ever asks I just think it's so commonplace now when, yeah. I, when I first got I got my first tattoo when I was like 16 you know and I'm what was your first three, tattoo? Uh, uh, bands, when bands were popular it's not even on that arm it's on that arm that band <laughs> yeah, it's the, oh, yeah a Celtic band yeah, <laughs> um, just... but is it Celtic bands and tribal was what you did back then because that's all that it was. That was, also... back, that was back in the day though when you could only get really like tattoo flash done. So you yes. go into a tattoo shop and you'd have to pick something off a wall. Which it was same for me. My first tattoo was just picking you, something off. The, a back wall. then, I mean, no, there, there were there were less tattoo artists back then. They were tracers. Yeah, I, well, that, that's that's probably having a bit of a go as well because you know, I don't want to upset anyone. No, but, but there, there were there were. Art, it was more artists. commonplace. There was less... Artists were less common. Yeah. So tat- nowadays, tattoo artists, I mean, li- literally, you don't... Uh, most tattoo studios don't even have Flash anymore for the most part. You've no. got to go in and say what you want and, and it'll be drawn specifically for you and it'll it's be a one It's way more artisanal and that, it's so much better. I think yeah. the vast majority of tattoo artists out there are tattoo artists. To be honest, all my stuff is, so is... All of my... Other than that band, everything is a one-off. I don't have any Flash on me. Trying to think if I do other than no, and mine, yeah, other than the first one I got, mine's yeah. all, all, all original drawings. So, so yeah. There you go. So, do you regret any of your tattoos? I mean, I regret I regret my first tattoo because I mean, being the age I am, it's it's I I don't want to use the phrase, but it's on my lower back because it was the early two thousands. What, what phrase do you not want to use? Don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but it's, it's <laughs> tramp stamp. A tramp stamp. Yeah, yeah. So you know, at that time, that was where you got a tattoo. Uh, I, I remember you being really shocked that I said I wanted to get one. You marching me down to the tattoo shop, and, and and basically that morning I picked the design off the wall, and I was due to go back in the afternoon. I think you thought I was going to chicken out. I didn't. Went and got the tattoo. Uh, nearly passed out a couple of times because it yeah, was I had to get really you on Mars hot. Bar. You had to get me. 
had to eat a Mars bar to carry on. Uh, and he was tiny as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then I didn't get another one for like 10 years. And then I got quite a few. So there you go. Um, so I, I, yeah, I kind of do regret that one, but it's in a place at least where I, I never even see it, to be honest. So not a big deal. Other than that, quite happy with everything else I've got. I had, I had my um, first um, army regiment tattoo on my shoulder. Top oh, my yeah, arm. you did, didn't you? Well, you got that done while you were in the army. Yeah, and because and I was going back into a different... Um, Uni, I can't remember where we were living at the time. But anyway. Oh, this um, is before we met. No, it wasn't. It was afterwards. Oh, was it? Yeah. God, you're useless. <laughs> of course you are. Because the cover-up was in Taunton. You oh, sorry. I thought uh, you meant when you got it done. Oh, well, yeah, of course. You got well, it done before we met. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason I wanted to get it covered up because I was going back into a different, something different. Um, and so, yeah, but the cover-up is shit. The cover-up is shit. I was going for like, again, tribal was all the range, range, rage, and... Yeah, so there's just a load of tribal. It's that whole Kerry King stroke George Clooney from Dust Till Dawn vibe. Um, you can't see most of it now because there's all other stuff around it, but that's the only bit that I think. I think is like tattoo regret is a kind of weird thing because unless you've got, um, you know, a particularly nasty tattoo that has a nasty message behind it, you know, if it was, you know, like a white supremacist tattoo or something like that, or, or I don't know, maybe names sometimes can, can tip you over the edge. Other than that, tattoos... really knocking the right wingers. <laughs> what, what if it's a really dramatic vegan tattoo? Save the <laughs> cows. Let's, let's let's get everyone in there, and at least then we can't upset anyone. <laughs> but I think unless it's extreme, even if it's not the thing that you would pick now, you just kind of accept that it's part of you, part of it's who you were at a time. And there is it. Yeah, it's it, at least it's a story behind it. So it's like a, a scar. It's a story, isn't it? Yeah, it's not not quite the same kind of regret. Um, plans for any future ones? Do you have any? I mean, you've not got a lot of space left. I, to be I just honest. need on, on my leg, mm-hmm. um, which was, that one's already got work on. So my left leg hasn't got any tattoos on. Yeah. So I still want to get Walt Disney, Ron Swanson, and James Hetfield portraits together. The trifecta. In of, what in what kind of style? Just like in a black like and white portrait. Realistic, like yeah, actual actual portraits. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Um, the character, obviously, Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, James Hetfield and obviously and yeah Walt Disney they're the three iconic American heroes I think for me yeah 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 I, I, I totally think you should do that I mean you've been, you've been saying you want to do that for quite a number of years like Ron, just... Ron, Ron just so people know Ron Swanson is played by Nick Offerman Nick Offerman is, is funny ass I love Nick Offerman you do, yeah, you but do. Ron Swanson is the best character he's my hero he's my spirit animal <laughs> he really is I love, I love Ron Swanson <laughs> um, I I don't have any specific plans. I would really, really like um, a, a, another Disney tattoo. But for me, placement is kind of an issue. Um, so I want to be able to cover mine up if I can. And I'm just running out of places where I can do that. Um, I think I would like a black and grey Steamboat Willie tattoo, I think. Or, or traditional Mickey Mouse tattoo. Um but no hard and fast plans. If, if I'm done now, I'm done now, and I'm I'm kind of cool with that. Yeah, I just I just don't know that I want to just go. It's the cost now, and it's I don't really I, expensive I, I to get tattooed. I, now. I don't know if I want to like. And sitting there, like, I don't <laughs> like. I'd, I'd like to get one done by someone who doesn't speak English, so that I don't have to talk to them. Yeah, because I I hate when you obviously if you're going for a tattoo you really want to go for a decent sized one so you're going to be there for like you know six eight hours right? 
And I just don't want to chat to someone for sake. Well, like, you know, some tattoo long. artists, I'm sure, aren't big chatters themselves and probably would love to have a customer that says, do you know what? You can just stick some headphones on and listen to music and or podcasts and be in your own world. I'll just lie here and let you do your thing. And we don't you should have to be able chat. to do it with like some kind of like laser printer thing now where you just like put the wrap put the device on you however it goes that and it just... kind of takes the artistry out of it though doesn't it well no because they've still got to draw the image into the that's then in the machine mm. it just takes away the the physically it's like a cnc machine you've still got to program what the cnc machine's cutting you've still got to do the design work you're just not doing the carving that that that'll never happen well, you say that now, and you know, in, in two hundred years' time, when we're, when we're reanimated, <laughs> right, and I'll go and get that tattoo. Then that's how you'll get your James Hetfield of you and looking like an idiot. Oh, okay. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get a laser robot done tattoo of you with um, a poncho full of piss, just that to show. Sounds lovely. Yeah, and I'll get that done on my ass. I, I think you should sketch that. No, now. I'm going to get that done on my ass cheek. Thank you to show me what that looks like. Do you think you could provide me with a sketch? Probably got a photo somewhere from the last trip. <laughs> right. Anyway, are we done with... Yeah, the... we're done with Ask Us Anything. Thank you. Are you sure? Yeah, very sure. Okay. Oh, gosh. Right, okay. So let's move on to the uh, meat and bones of this week's podcast episode, talking about food. Um, good reason to talk about food this week is because... You've um, got food all over your spirit jersey. Do you know, I just realised, yeah. It's on your elbow. It I looks know. like you've elbowed poo. No, it's chocolate. Um, anyway. <laughs> How do you get chocolate? You, you've literally been up to your elbow in chocolate. No, no. It's just that I actually, I last wore this jumper last weekend. And I haven't watched and it. And I only wore it for a few hours. And so I, I did put it away and... Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't wash it. And then I put it back on this morning and it your, is actually... It's on your elbow. I know. It's it's from where I made brownies. Mm. But I didn't obviously notice at the time. Well, Anyway, you, you, it's you, just going to go straight in the wash. You said the liquid in your, in your poncho was Gatorade and now the brown <laughs> stuff on your elbow it's is brownie, brownie. Butter. It's brownie butter. Brownie butter. Oh, God. I'm just not... I'm my own worst enemy. Anyway. Um... So yeah, this week Walt Disney World did open up bookings for 2022 holidays and I did notice that quite a few people, particularly in the UK, have booked themselves a nice holiday for 2022 or indeed um, some people who had trips booked for around spring this year have moved them across to spring of 2022. Everyone's going to have birth flu then. Everyone's going to have what? Bird flu. That's the next one. That's <laughs> the next one on the list. Oh, let, let's hope not. Um, but interestingly, and kind of expected, to be honest, um, with the booking packages that were released, there is no Disney dining plan uh, included in any of those. They need that cash money. Uh, so, making your choices for dining now, I think, are more important than ever. Because although... The money side is much of a muchness. I mean, you know, when you're paying for dining plan, let's put it that way, because free dining plan's great, but that, that's, that's probably never coming back. Um, but you, you need to you need to make those decisions really well, so as that you're making sure you're getting the most of your money in terms of value and experience, right? And I, and I think, yeah, and so so having things as well like your yeah annual pass or dbc discounts things like tables in wonderland those kind of things if you're if you're paying for dining for an entire holiday Mm -hmm. then yeah those things are i think tables in wonderland has been suspended really yeah 
Yeah, I, I need to double check. I'm sure I, I was reading on a um, DVC group on Facebook that that has been suspended and that's possibly not coming back either, um, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, that would get you. What was the discount that would get you? I think you had to pay like $150 for the card. Yeah, something. Was it, I'm sure it was something like 20% or something like that. Yeah, so you would have to eat quite a few table service well, meals if you're to there get for, value if you're there for two weeks yeah. and you're eating table service every day, then and it all depends how many of you there are as well. Is yeah. that the more something I don't know yeah if it was a bigger party if you've got more children that kind of thing it's, it's a good move um but anyway we're working on the assumption that's not the case so where you are spending your dollars you need to make sure that you're getting the best value for money so I did some polls on Instagram this week just quizzing people about what they thought were the most overrated table service restaurants and the most underrated table service restaurants. So I'm just sticking to table service because that obviously is going to take a lot more of your spending money up than quick service. Um, but I think it'd be good to look at quick service as well on a separate occasion, perhaps. Um, so I have asked people, first off, what is the most overrated table service in a restaurant in Disney World? So I had a lot of a lot of answers come back on this question. People have serious opinions when it comes to food. So I thought I would read you through some of the answers I got and maybe gauge your opinion on them as well, right? right before, I think, you, before you do, okay. I, I have just Googled and, yeah, it does say that um, Tables of Wonderland memberships are not for sale at this time. Yeah, suspended. So, yeah, so... There you go. You know, it, might, it, might, it might come back, it might not, but... And I need to check the discounts with um, annual pass and DVC membership. Yeah, yeah, that could, that could still be valid. But anyway, yeah, so I enjoyed it. Again. So, yeah, tell tell me what you think of these answers. So, the most overrated table service restaurant in Disney World. First answer I got back was Cinderella's Royal Table, uh, which know. is the restaurant in the castle in Magic Kingdom. Now, we've never eaten there, um, just because it's a character dining, not always our top requirement when it comes to table service dining and character dining with just princesses again not the top selection and then having Kai who was very boyish and not wanting to do the princess thing just that's just how he was when he was younger it just wasn't didn't represent good value for us I'd do it I would do it now, I think, and, and I would totally do it when it's just the two of us. But the, but the reason why people didn't like it and felt it was overrated because they thought it was either overpriced, rushed, uh, and not especially as you'd want it to be. And I think that's a shame because if, if you imagine you've got a couple of kids that are really into the whole Disney princess thing and you go and pay a lot of money. I mean, it's a two-credit signature dining experience, so it's expensive. I mean, you are paying for the meet and greet aspect of it as well. Um, but if you're being rushed, you might not get to see all of those characters in your sitting if they're kind of encouraging you to eat up your dessert and move on. Um, well, uh, and you might not get the level of interaction you were expecting. Well, I think you, you got you got to go into it knowing what you're getting out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, those kind of things. The food is never going to be the best food, mm-hmm. right? Um and if you are adults that aren't into princesses, then do you know what? What are you doing booking it? <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. You know, if you've got little kids and they love the princesses, then it's almost priceless to see them. They're probably dressed up, you know, and it's going to be amazing for them to have that interaction, even if it's with only, you know, one or two of the princesses. Um I think I think can, there's a risk though if your if your child's favorite princess is Ariel for instance and you don't get to see right, Ariel well, well, then think, there's a disappointment factor there isn't there. But well, there's two things, right? One I think, you know, 
you can be quite robust. I think I think people are too quick to just kind of like to be rushed. If I want to take my time eating this last pea on my plate, <laughs> if I want to flick it about, you know, then that's what's going to happen. All right, so so do that. Well, they so can't kick ro- you out. I suppose. No, exactly. So to so be robust, like take your time eating. Eat if you know that you want that your kid wants to see all the princesses, then eat slow. Don't wolf the food down. But secondly, I would just say something to to, to one of the cast members. Ask your server. Say, look. You know, my kid, my son, my daughter's favourite princess is Ariel or whatever. That bird from, um, what's the one, the bow and arrow again? Merida. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, if literally, if you don't go and get Merida now, she's going to scream this place down. <laughs> um, they will go and, st- I'm sure they'll go I and think, sort it. I think, yeah, if, right? you, if you so, had a very legitimate claim to kind of, you know, and, and ask a cast member, they probably would do what they could to, to, to meet your kind of, demands but but i think i think you need to know that 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 if meeting princesses is it really your thing and you're expecting amazing food for those two credits mm-hmm. then i think you're probably going to be disappointed i've not done it but i'm sure the theming is is okay but it is it is all about that princess meeting greek because that at the end of the day that is that is the the disney pinnacle of meeting greeks isn't it yeah. even even more so than mickey mouse is the princesses yeah you know so that's that, that's what your two credits go. It's not even on the food. It's not. It is on the experience. It is on the experience. Um, the next answer I got was sci-fi dining. Sci-fi, sci-fi diner. Never fancied that either. No. I mean, the reasons that I was given for that, one was that it's too dark, uh, and that if there's three of you, one has to sit, sit alone. Sit behind. Which is exactly why we've never that's why done we've it. That's why we've never done it. Yeah. Um, and someone gave me the reason. My steak had half the wrapper still on, including the barcode. Oh, my life. <laughs> which, wow. That's, uh, you'd get a few fast passes from that one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, there is an upside to getting bad service or bad food in a Disney restaurant if you know how to complain. Um, but yeah, that's exactly in terms of the just being a party of three. It's it's not the ideal place. That's exactly why we've never dined there. A um, couple of people mentioned Ohana, uh, saying that it's chaotic. They rush you, and the food is only okay. I would definitely agree with it being chaotic. It does kind of have. It's not relaxing. Um, but I love the food. See, I don't. But again, I don't know. I think. Like, if you're, it's that thing, isn't it? If you can just say, look, don't bring us any more food. We are full. We've got enough on the table. Because they will, they just throw stuff at you, literally. Yeah, they do. They yeah. throw stuff at you. Um, but I just think you just need to be clear. Like, if you, if you, if you are pushed through it, because they will push you through it if they can, then yeah, that, that will be your experience. If you just say, do you know what? We just want to chill out for a bit. We want to eat slow. Um, just leave us alone. I literally don't come over here unless all our hands are in the air. No, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. But I do find, I mean, sometimes, oh, I sound like a right moany old lady now, but um, sometimes the kind of entertainment factor, like I like it with the music and, and the performance with the music, but the whole like, you know, when they have like, the kids running around with pushing the coconuts everywhere and it's just like stumpy foot all over I the think, place. and everything. That was just a little bit too chaotic I think, for me. I think, yeah, I think they should have a time cut off for that. Like after six o'clock, they don't do that. Yeah, I mean, maybe you know? they do. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. We've eaten in the evenings and, and they've done that. But I think the, the thing is as well, though, it's a type of food. So it, it's all freshly cooked barbecued foods. Cooked there, like on the, the barbecue. Um But, you know, there and then. So it's fresh. It's cooked, it's hot, and it's, it's out. It's not cooked just for you. Um, so yeah so it's kind of like you know if it's ready and you want it then that's when you have it you know it's not done on a course or whatever Mm. or place your order and then it just comes up all together so 
Yeah, I, I think I, as well it depends on your, your your taste in food as well because uh, uh, you know I'm sure everybody kind of likes the barbecued meats but if you're not kind of into that like pan Asian style noodles and and dumplings and that kind of thing and the pineapple bread is probably a very select taste that just might and plus there's only one type of pudding. I, I mean, guess, I'm sure if you asked for something else, they would bring out a different dessert. But you know, there's like, everybody so, gets the yeah, same pudding. I, it's the weird thing about these things. I, I think that, that you know, it's always going to be someone's. People have different tastes and enjoy different things, enjoy different food and, and different pace. And, and depending depending on what the dining experience is, sometimes I, I do just want to eat and go. Because like some, sometimes we'll book some of those buffet restaurants, like the one that's in. Um, uh, is it Park Fair in Hollywood Studios? No, no, no. no, Park Fair. Um, Park no, Fair. Um, it's um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, I get confused. The Brand Derby Park Fair. Um, <laughs> no, Park, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it is. It's the one um, by the pond. But yeah, yeah, where um, they have it's character dining with Mickey and and everything. And yeah. when we go, it tends to be like hol- um, Halloween themed. But but like, so- sometimes. You just want to get in and because you've got stuff on. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, yeah, you want to have that experience. I mean, the one thing I will say at, at, at Ohana, you get more food if you want it than you could ever eat. Like The first time we ate there, we left in physical pain. Like, literally could barely stand up. Yeah. Um, just... Cause Meat you, sweats. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, one of our favourite things is to, rather than eating at Ohana, is just to go... To Tambu Lounge. To Tambu, yeah, so the, the, the bar that's just in front of the entrance mm-hmm. to Ohana. And you can order the dessert yeah, there. Yeah, because the dessert is magical. So just to sit at the bar and have a cocktail or two and have the dessert, that, that's that's probably better. And it's still so filling. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like you don't even need any. Like, yeah, Kai and I dinner. split one between us the last time and we still weren't able to finish it. Um, next on the list, uh, in terms of overrated restaurants, someone, and you're going to agree with this, uh, Via Napoli. Uh, they're saying it's that rubbish. <laughs> they basically said there's better quality quick service pizza out there. Yeah, Viennapoli, every part of Viennapoli is rubbish. Um, and also, if you're sitting in the main area, um, it's very echoey. It feels kind of like a canteen. Um, last time we sat in the kind of little room to the side, which was definitely better. Except that your food came out mm. and you'd finished yours before yeah. mine and Kai's even got delivered. Yeah. Um, but Viennapoli, I think, is rubbish. And. Um, Oh, my brain's gone. So I had a place that I think is rubbish. Well, let's keep going through the list because it might be on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So the next one on the list that got a few votes was Chef Mickey's in The Contemporary. Uh, The reasons being characters, characters are great, uh, but the food is not. Someone's saying it was like a Ponderosa. Do you know what a Ponderosa is? No. So it's like a steakhouse on like iDrive oh, and yeah, places yeah. like that. Um, and we've never been to one. Um, we've kind of ever really ever done like Applebee's, I think. Um, so I looked it up and um, yeah, Ponderosa looks like shit. Honestly, it looks like, and I'm sorry if you love Ponderosa, you know, eat, to each his own, but um, it looks like 1993. From the logo to the styling inside, I think I know to the kind of thing. it just the food looks like you know, like when you go into a takeaway and it's got like photos of the food um, on the kind of menu, and it, they look so perfect. They look like they're made of plastic, and they're never yeah, a yeah. Repre- true representation. It's kind of like that. Yeah, didn't look nice. Um, but also, so people saying it's too loud, uh, and someone just said, someone just said it's rubbish, and someone just said it's shit. <laughs> um, We've never eaten there. I think the thing about the restaurants in the contemporary... The Wave, does anyone want to eat it? I would eat at the Wave because it's completely separate separate from that lobby. I love the contemporary because I love the fact that it feels kind of 
um, like, like an airport a, lounge. It feels like yeah, it feels like uh, you're kind of in an indoor city, and it feels like an airport, and it feels like that kind of thing. But you don't equate expensive dining no. experiences with that kind of atmosphere. No. So yeah, it is too loud, and I think that's why I wouldn't be interested in doing it myself. So I, I would agree that's overrated, um, even though I haven't actually tried it myself. Quite a few people came back and said California Grill. Uh, so, someone came back and said the only good thing about California Grill is the view. I love California Grill. That food's amazing. We've never eaten there. Oh, no. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Garden Grill. <laughs> I'm thinking of Garden Grill. No, California Grill at the top of the Contemporary. Another another restaurant in the Contemporary yeah. that is self-contained. We, we were booked in to do the brunch, but we binned it off. We did. We um, did last time, yeah. The brunch looks good. It looks good, but then you kind of think, like, to get your money's worth... Because there's two credits again. Yeah, but to get your money's worth, you're probably going to get pissed because you get this, like, free mimosas. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. So... Which then means, because you're having it at brunch, like you almost take out the rest of the day. Because in that heat, it's no good. No, no, gosh. Drinking that much of the I time wouldn't be able to do it. I, 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 you lose a day? I, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't drink them. No, so, which is why we binned it off. Yeah. Um, so where did I get to California Grill? Okay, next one on the list, you're going to agree with this one as well. We have eaten here. Coral Reef at Epcot. Yeah, I, th- I think the menu's really limited. And it depends where you sit. Like, because to get your money's worth, you want to sit next to the tank. Yeah. But then you realise quickly that when you sit next to the tank, that everyone's staring at you because they've got to yes. look at you to look at the tank. To look, yeah. Um, Which we were, kind of, we were kind of close. We weren't in that row right next we to the glass. Row. We were the second row back on that lower level. Um, and yeah, you do feel like you're being looked at, even though you're not. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it is, yeah. People the, said... The, the food's really limited. Well, I mean, the menu has changed since we were there last. I did have a look, and it has completely changed. Um, but I don't know if the quality is any different. Um, but I got back. The food is only okay, and that the fish tank is like wow for about five minutes, and yeah. then it's not. Um, so, and then, then, like, I mean, if you're really into your marine biology, it's what, probably what amazing. M- marine biology. <laughs> if, if you're, you're like, into fish, yeah, like, yeah. I was trying to find a nice way of saying. If that. you like, well, but the thing is, is like. It's a seafood menu, and like I, I don't really eat seafood, but you must feel pretty guilty every time you put a mouthful and like the yeah, fish is swimming by, giving you that look. Of that. Yeah. Giving you that look, it's like, oh, that's my mate. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, someone has said Rainforest Cafe, so just saying it's expensive and there's a big line. I mean, we've eaten at Rainforest Cafe a few times in both the one at Animal Kingdom and Disney Springs, but I'd never say it was that great. It's, it's not that that great. Um, oh, it's better than that bloody T-Rex. I hate T-Rex. Yeah, I don't That's like That's one it of the either. worst experiences ever. And we've done it like twice. Twice, yeah. And it's hell. Um, Rainforest Cafe, we always, we've always had this like tradition that the first time we go to Animal Kingdom, we'll go and do a morning rope drop and we leave by one o'clock. Yeah, and go and eat there, yeah. And then eat at Rainforest Cafe on the way out. And that's always been a bit of a tradition of us. And I've always, A, it's always quiet at that time of day. Um, I've always quite enjoyed it. It's nothing special. Like, literally, you're getting, you know... So, I think in that regard, it is overrated, it's, it's, right? It's kind of, it's kind of quick service on a plate. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, definitely. De- that, that, that's actually very accurate. Quick service on a plate. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it's all, it's all right. But, yeah, so there's nothing to shout about. Um, all right, cover your ears, because someone has said Garden Grill, and they've said it's overpriced for the food quality. I... I, I Literally don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, well, it's character dining, so you're paying for the character experience as well it's as only the food. one credit. But it is only one credit as well. So, so I if think, you're on dining plan, yeah. so I've not, I've not paid cash money for it, so I don't know what the, the cost is. But 
it, it must be set rate though because it's kind of all you can eat platter yep. stuff so, so it's got it to be good value right? was that was that person mm-hmm. a little old lady with a very tiny mouth and little old lady stomach <laughs> quite possibly if, if, but probably if, not if you are like that if you don't eat much then those kind of things are going to be yeah right? if you can put away a massive amount of food and those all you can eat things are really good, but we've eaten there both breakfast and like evening meal. Yeah, and I the food's been awesome, and it's my one. I would go there multiple times on one trip. Yeah, and when we've talked about this trip coming up um, for this year, and we were kind of keeping our fingers crossed and hoping the dining plan would come back because we'd, we'd pay for it cash, um, which is not going to happen. Um, we it talked make any about odds. we talked about going there for a breakfast and a dinner. Yeah, um, because we couldn't decide on on splitting them in a, in, in any way. Um, Next one on the list is Le Cellier, a uh, person saying it's dark and cramped. Uh, someone saying I had better steak at Yachtsman Steaks House, which is over at um, Beach Club or Yacht and Beach, one of those. Yeah. Um, never been there. Um, it's another... It, it is I would another, say it's at Yacht Club because it's the Yachtsman. Probably, yeah. Um, it's signature dining over there as well. So, you know, price, so, so, price is compara- comparative. But um, So so Le Cellier, being, being the seller, it is going to be dark yes. and it is going to be cramped. Um Sorry, I, I, it sounds like I'm having a go at people. <laughs> I think it depends where you've you're got, sat as well, though, doesn't it? So you, yeah, we, we've had amazing experiences. So, like the first time we ate there ever was the best dining experience I've ever had at Disney. Yeah, we've eaten there three times. Yeah, um, but the last time we ate there, our table was a small table um, next to the kitchen door. So you, you've got servers coming and going, and the noise. Every time the door swung open after yeah. the draft, the noise. Um, I like the theme. I like it being dark. Um, I think it's cozy. It, it feels that the theming's right. Um, but I think it depends what table you get. And it, so it depends how many of you there are. I think mm-hmm. if you can go with a slightly bigger group, so you can get like the booze and that kind of stuff, That's probably you'll, a probably, much you'll probably have a better experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's changed over the years. The, the menu's changed and some of the options have changed. And so it's not as good as, in my view, as it used to be. Um, I've never had that. My first experience was always my best experience. with, with Yeah, the and the last one was the least enjoyable. I don't think it will put me off ever going there again. But we said we'd give it a break because it was like, yeah, it's a little bit tainted. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, would we, would we pay cash to go there? I know, like, again, I, I know that no, it's kind of much no. of a muchness in terms of the money, but... No, because the thing is, though, is, is, is when you, when with dining plan, obviously you pay, you, if you get it, Either pay cash or you get it in with your booking. There's some days when you're going to go to probably Universal or you're going to go out to the malls and stuff where you're going to eat out. So you're going to like so, so store save, a credit. Yeah, yeah, so you'll store the credit. So that's that's how you end up having your tables, you know, your two um, your signature. Credit. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I, th- I think if uh, we, we wouldn't have gone this year anyway. In the future, if we do buy a dining plan, we'd, we'd probably go back. But I'm not in any hurry. No. No. Just a couple more on the overrated list. Uh, one is Kona Cafe, but someone, when they said that, they didn't actually give a reason why. We have eaten at Kona Cafe. We had breakfast there because we right. wanted to try the Tonga toast. Yeah. It was all right. It was very quiet when we ate there. There weren't many people in there. Um, we had good service. The coffee was really good. But uh, I think I think, I think, think if, you, if you're going somewhere for breakfast, it's probably good. Yeah. Um, for right anything next, else right later in the day, I, I don't know. Can't I say. don't think I'd eat dinner there, no. um, but I would. I would go back and have the breakfast again. Um, and then the last one on the list, and got this got the most votes of all. And and really, I mean, it's be our guest, right? And really, that's the one. I, I, that's the one I would say. Is shit. <laughs> and I should never have, do it. Bollocks. I should have said, um, with the exception of be our guest, what is the most overrated restaurant? Because honestly. Uh, almost everyone said be our guest. It's the worst. It's the worst thing in the world. Be our yeah. guest. 
Yeah, the uh, some of the highlights in the reasons are it's too dark, the service is poor, it's not, and they're talking about because obviously be our guest the rose room. It is a it is a quick service, but now in the evenings it's a signature dining experience, <laughs> right? So someone's saying it's not signature dining quality. Someone says it gave me an upset stomach, and someone just said in caps it's a canteen. Yeah, I mean it's a canteen with 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 theming, right? Yeah. It's a theme canteen. Um, the the rose room is dark. Um, that's the best room from a theming point of view, but it is dark. The other room, like it's, it's I mean, La Salle is dark, but that room oh, is pr- like you dark. can barely see the food in front um, of you. The the we've not sat in the main hall, which is the massive one, that's super cantini. Um, what the, the other one is the ballroom off to the right. We've sat in there, and we I were, don't even know we, what the name we were, of that like, room sat is. Sat in the far corner. Yes. Um, by like the fire exit or something. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it it it's it's too big. It's too cantini. It's too big. Um, when it was kind of quick service, is actually you got some really good food for your money. Yeah. For both breakfast and like lunch stuff, the food was actually okay. Which is still the case for 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 breakfast and lunch. But if you're going in the evening now, it is a two yeah. credit signature dining you know signature dining price if you're paying cash experience and i'm in terms of the atmosphere it's and, just the experience i mean the, you when know. you're on a signature dining you're expecting to have to go and fill your soda cup at a dispenser at the wall yeah but that's the thing yeah i don't i don't like that and the whole yeah go and grab your cutlery and stuff and um i mean maybe i haven't eaten there in the evening maybe they bring you your drinks but to the even table, like but... you sit you sit at a table because you get to, and they're like you know the table's not being cleaned properly because it's not it's just such a Fast turnaround. turnaround yeah so yeah, I no, them. I agree with that. I mean, one thing I will say about the um, not be our guest, but if you're looking at eating at um, like signature dining, one of the things that always kind of you have got to take into account when you go signature dining is the cost of the meal. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, if you're on dining plan, um, you're not necessarily thinking about that, but the cost of the meal is important because obviously paying a tip. Yes. So when you when you know. Uh, Especially, you know, even if you're going cash, you think, oh, you know, it's an expensive one, but we'll treat. But yeah, thinking, especially if you're coming from the UK, where obviously tipping isn't an expected thing, it isn't the no. norm. Or when we do do it, we we don't do it at such a greater percentage. No, when you start thinking 20% of, you know, whatever you're, you're paying at somewhere like the Celia or whatnot, it like it's uh, a lot. starts to eat up. It is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so those were our overrated table service restaurants. And for balance, I asked people to tell me what they thought the most underrated table service restaurants were. Um, and first answer that came back for that was Tepanado in Japan, which is somewhere... I've always wanted to eat, but I haven't because I would feel like a fraud. So uh, the reason, because going back to why people said it was good, they said it, um, it's lovely food and they couldn't believe it was not actually a signature dining experience. Which when you think about it, it's Teppanado's Japanese restaurant and it's one of these ones where you sit in a small group around a table and you have a chef at your table who does all that kind of cooking yeah. with all the fancy kind of like... You've got to sit with other people. <laughs> It is kind of like a show with your food. So it represents really, really good value for money and that kind of thing. But yes, you you have got to sit with other people, which is an issue for you. But also the reason I say I would feel like a fraud is because it's majority seafood and we do not eat seafood. So I would feel 
bad telling that chef, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that thing with the calamari where you make the rings and the, the smoke come out like it's a volcano. No, you can't. I'm not going to eat it. Yeah. I, I would feel really, really awkward. And so I'm denying myself the opportunity to go there because of how I feel about that. The, the, uh, but a lot, a lot of Disney dining is eat seafood. Like literally, it's when you look at most menus, it's like, all seafood by the steak. You end up, you end up like New York strip, please. Yeah, like after two weeks, you're like, you know, on the verge of a heart attack. Steak or burger, steak or burger, steak or burger, chicken and waffles. Um, so someone uh, said the most underrated table service restaurant was Garden Grill, but they didn't give a reason. But I'm sure you can fill in here. Yeah, all, all the food as much as you want, and it's really good food. It's whole. It feels like being back home. Like it feels like you're getting proper food yeah the the breakfast is amazing if you're going somewhere for breakfast my god like literally yeah, amazing li- wear loose like trousers yeah like, you're gonna need it for the rest of the yeah, day don't plan to do a lot, a lot of walking you won't need lunch that. either no no it will see you through literally for most of the day so, yeah that's amazing um and i will say in terms of character dining actually it's one of the ones where you can almost guarantee seeing the characters twice all of them oh yeah easy yeah, um, really, really good. So it's really cool. And you get to like, you know, whiz through living with the land at the same time. It's and I cool. think the price point's actually really good. Again, I don't know what it is, but I seem to remember that it's actually very, very, very reasonable for, you know, all, especially all you can eat or yep. all you care to enjoy, as yep. they call it. Um, quite a few key people came back and said the Grand Floridian Cafe, which we've never eaten at. Uh, and I've gone to look at, at booking it in the past a few times and I've read reviews and I'm surprised that so many people said it's good because the reviews I've read have all said... It's a bit grubby. Is that where we were going to have breakfast? Is that we haven't like with the Mad Hatter and Alice? No, that's uh, 1900 Park Fair. Oh, okay. um, so this one is just kind of, um, I mean, it's it's the Grand Floridian, so it has that kind of sort of Victorian. Cafe oh, I know. We we walked past. You can go it. there and have afternoon tea yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, we had a look. But yeah, I I just I, the reviews I read weren't that great, and they just said that actually was a bit tired and dilapidated and everything. Now that might not be the case anymore. Um, and people that raved about it said that um, someone said people think it's posh, but it's actually a lovely family restaurant. Someone says the food, especially the brunch, is epic. I mean, you've had me at brunch. I, I'm happy to I've, do brunch I've, anywhere. I've never had brunch. Someone said best fried chicken I ever had. Uh, and then it's Have never they been too to homecoming? <laughs> oh, no, we'll get on to that, yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, maybe that's one for us to consider for the future. Um, next on the list of uh, underrated, I'm going to say overrated again. Uh, someone says Tusker House, uh, specifically for breakfast because it gets you early entry to Animal Kingdom. We've done Animal... Um, We've done breakfast at Tusker House and actually it was a really good experience and we were considering booking that for this year as well. Yeah, but it, I think ordinarily it is. I think, I don't know, because the whole buffet thing has changed now. Yeah, that's true. Um, I probably wouldn't do it at the moment. Yeah. I think the places like um, Garden Grill are better now, be, even more so because of that. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, it, yeah, it's like you say, gets you into the park and, and it's, it's It was good. a good character meet and greet. It's good meet and greet. You get loads of pog, juice. And it wasn't too large. I mean, it was full. All the tables were full, but it wasn't a massive restaurant. But the rooms, restaurant. yeah, you're not like in a massive gaping room with high ceilings and stuff. And it wasn't um, loud or echoey. It was actually no, really and the, nice. The food was good. So, you know, it's a normal breakfast food at a buffet, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one has been nominated is 
Boma, which is over at Animal Kingdom. Uh, someone says, great variety of food, great atmosphere. Someone else saying, it's quiet. People don't consider resort restaurants enough. Is that the one that I keep raving about that no, I want to go to? No, you keep raving about Sanar. I mean, we are not familiar with the restaurants over at Animal Kingdom. We've not eaten there before. Um, and it's something that we need to sort out, frankly. We need to go and eat at one or two of them We've soon. seen some of those videos of like the really spicy stuff and that lamb shank as well. And look, 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 that lamb shank. That's at Sanar. Yeah. That looks really, really good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're going to have to take your word for it because, honestly, we don't know and we, we, need, to, we need to put that right. Um, somebody else came back and said Trails End. Incredible food and quiet because of its location. So Trails End is located at... Um, Wilderness Campground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we, I think we had that booked for our last trip and we binned it off and I cannot remember why because the food does look epic. Um, because we had eaten, uh, I think, um, at Wilderness Lodge. Um, and um, I think we just didn't want another barbecue and chili type food. Type food again, yeah. yeah, I think you're right, actually. Um, didn't fancy it. But it does look really good, and it's somewhere I still want to go and eat. It's tiny as well, from what I can see in vlogs and stuff. And, that, and it always looks quiet. Like about those kind of says. things, it all depends on what your plans are. Because somewhere like that is fantastic. And same with Animal Kingdom Lodge, right? The places are amazing, but it all depends on what your plans are. Because if you've got to go all the way out, you know, and especially if, if you're going from your resort or back to your resort. Particularly if you're relying on Disney transport as well. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're going to get like an Uber or something, then fair play. But otherwise, you've got to like, you know, get to a park or go to Disney Springs to then get another bus to go to that place. Yeah. So it all depends on what you're doing and where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, quite a few people came back and said Tiffin's, which is a, I think, a signature dining restaurant yeah, over at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, we want to try that. We, yeah, we, that's something we must do. We absolutely must do. They said that it's the only... So, Someone said it's the only deluxe dining option that feels like it's worth the money. So yeah. for that reason alone, I think I need to try it. Um, another Animal Kingdom restaurant, Gico. Uh, someone says, everyone talks about all the other Animal Kingdom restaurants, but this really is the best. Someone's saying, great atmosphere and views. So I presume by that meaning the views over the savannah and mm. being able to see the animals while you eat. Um, so, you know, I think we're just going to have to try and do all the restaurants at Animal Kingdom over the next few trips. Um, and, and get them all in there so we can at least make an informed decision. So they're definitely on the list. Uh, next on the list of underrated restaurants is Olivia's over at uh, Old Key West. This is one I personally want to try. The reasons they give for that is that it is a great home-style cooking, great staff, and a relaxing atmosphere. You're not so keen, I seem to remember, to go over there. Not that you are against it, you just it's not as high up your list of priorities. But I would like to go and see... Um, Old Key West. It's a DVC resort. Um, yeah. It's quite good value. When we start doing split trips in the future, it's somewhere we might end up staying. Um, I'd have a look. I, I think this next trip, if we're not doing any kind of dining plan, then I'd probably book less and just rock up yeah. where I want to go. And yeah, just... definitely. And I think with those resort restaurants, your chances of a walk-up are probably far greater. But obviously the whole place is a lot quieter at the moment anyway, so the chance yeah, of getting absolutely. in is a lot. Absolutely. Um, Someone, someone has said underrated restaurants. Viennapoli, it's the best pizza. What's wrong with them? Okay, they ne- on. They've never eaten pizza in their life. <laughs> then next on the list is Sebastian's, which is over at Caribbean Beach. Uh, someone saying it's great food, a beautiful location, an excellent price point. Um, I, I actually have only ever heard really positive things about Sebastian's. Um, I believe it is closed at the moment and has been for a while. It kind of opened few months before covid started and i don't know that it's been open ever since covid came along um but from what i have seen in vlogs and stuff it does look very very nice and probably certainly is worth a go particularly because again it's a resort restaurant and probably is quiet most of the time though that said 
it is on the um oh my life the skyliner route so yeah. that might make it a bit busy um Someone said the Edison over at Disney Springs because it's food and a show at food only prices, and I never see it on vlogs. Yeah, we we've gone to book it like many times. I think we've we had did it book it, yeah, and we pulled it just because it's it's very kind of like burgers and chips. Burgers. I and think. Fries, do you know? I think when it's just you and me going without Kai, we'll probably go and and do it and probably if really you're enjoy hang out it. And have a few beers and yeah, all, exactly. then, then, then yeah, sure. But I think maybe not if you're there with kids. Trying to balance it with yeah. Um, another one which I mean, I'm going to agree with this a um, couple of people said Mama Melrose over at Hollywood Studios mm, oh no I'm not, I'm not a big fan oh they said it's great food and service and also has the best lasagna which I know you would have had because of course you would have had lasagna no I don't and think I did also theming I don't think I've had a lasagna though I've had, I think I had like pizza and something else but the, the theming and the fact that it's really small it doesn't feel like you're in a Disney resort no because it's like normal restaurant size yeah, it's it, not it, in feel like it, it feels like it, it feels like a normal restaurant. Yeah. I I really like the theming. I have no complaints about the food that we had there. No, it's, it's it's okay. That starter with the mozzarella and the bruschetta, tomato and balsamic vinegar. Oh, I'll tell you what it is. So right? good. It's, it's the food is good, right? Um, but I think for like Italian food, for the most part, is generally quite inexpensive. So if you look, if you if you look at the menus, mm-hmm. if you're paying cash, it's probably worth doing. The same, and it's the same as like the Chinese restaurant um, in Epcot, right? If you're paying cash, they're probably really good to go to. If you're using dining plan, it's terrible value because the food on the menu is quite inexpensive. Yes. Um, so if you're using dining plan, but actually with, with no dining plan, if you're looking for like a cheaper meal, then places like any of the Italian ones, but like you know, Mama Melrose um, specifically, and again, was it, was it Nine Dragons or whatever it's called? Yeah, Nine Dragons over at um, uh, China. Yeah. Yeah, good um, value. Then yeah, you you get a lot of food for not a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, next on the list. How many is on this list? This is like, this is like a, every single restaurant. Literally only a few left. So there's four left. Uh, Coral Reef. Someone says best steak I ever had. I'm just going to leave that with whoever that was that suggested that. I will take your word for it. Um, although I will say when I, when we ate there, I had something with like a pork thing, and it was really good. I I, I, I've got to say this. Kai and I had steak, mm. and we loved the steak we had there. There was nothing wrong with the yeah, food. Yeah, we ate everything. Yeah. yeah. There was nothing wrong with the food. Um, it was just, uh, I don't want to be stared at by a hundred people. Yeah. Uh, next up is Yak and Yeti over at Animal Kingdom. Uh, that is massively on my list to eat there. Um, they say that it has incredible theming and is the best food in Walt Disney World. I'm going to take your word for it on that and I'm going to try it out for myself as soon as I can. Um, someone says, not sure about this, 50s Primetime Cafe, great sh- food and milkshakes again I, I can't actually call it because i've not eaten there myself the food looks great right the menu looks great the food looks great everything i've seen about you it want to eat great. all that american home style um, cooking yeah that looks amazing um for me it's too close on on top of, and, and also just because of the way i am is that level of interaction i know you can say that you know what i don't want to you don't like, want the theatrics but but then then i feel really shit for saying that yeah so and that's why i've avoided it i want to yeah. go there for the food mm. They they, sh- they should have like you know like Mission Space has like the green and the orange line. <laughs> yeah, depending on like, yeah. like, oh I don't like scary rides. Right, go in that one then. Right, 
They should have that for, for like places like. I tell you where, where it does home. work, and that's at Whispering Canyon Cafe. Because last time we went there, you we said the we back. don't. Yeah, we don't want to have the interaction. We don't want to shout catch up. No, and you get put in that area at the back, and you are separated from the rest of the restaurant, and it's quiet and yeah, it's nice. nice. So it, we know when you get that opportunity. Okay, and then last on the list, and we will wholeheartedly agree with this: Liberty Tree Tavern. Yeah. Best all round for food service and value. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, food's amazing. And there's so much of it. It's a really good menu. It's it's it, the menu is so different to anywhere else on Disney, um, on Disney property, and it's such good, filling, wholesome food. Yeah, definitely Liberty Tree Tavern. Yeah, fantastic. Recommend it. Absolutely, absolutely. And then just finally, I did a quick poll at the end, asking which table service restaurant in Walt Disney World is fully deserving of all the hype that it gets. I gave a few options and then uh, opened up the last option for people to tell me if there was something on, you know missing on the list they wanted to say. So the options I gave were Homecoming, Topolino's Terrace, and Tiffins. Number one, of course, was homecoming. Yeah, uh, and homecoming. again, we would agree with that. I would eat there three times on the next trip if I could. To be honest, yeah, I think the food is top, top notch. The service was lovely. The atmosphere is great. Yeah, I just love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Topolino's Terrace came in second. Um, not eating there, obviously. Uh, Riviera. It's a uh, character dining. I'd go there for the rooftop views. That's actually when I have seen vlogs, the food looks really good. So maybe I would give it a go, but um, it's not at the top of my list. Um, and Tiffin's is in there as well, very very closely matched as well. So Tiffin's, yeah, we've already said we're definitely going to do that. Other ones that people came back with um, in terms of fully deserving the hype it gets, California Grill, not sure about that. The Boathouse, Disney Springs. I've heard mixed. mixed I, I want to eat at the Boathouse. I want to give it a go. I'll give it a go. I think that's signature dining as well, you know, though. And I just don't know if it's worth it. I, I, it's well, until price. you've eaten there, yeah. I think it's one of those, isn't it? You just don't know. Um, someone said Whispering Canyon Cafe. I mean, if you like the theatrics and that kind of thing, yes, go and do it. I think if you've got lots of young kids or a big family multi-generational group, it's probably a heck of a lot of Do you fun. know what I find out at Whispering Canyon Cafe? It, it, I find it to be a bit hit and miss. Right, but what I do find is that when they, if you order that skillet, the yeah. all you can eat, whatever, um, is no matter what you take out of that skillet, it, it has the same, the same taste. <laughs> like you have the ribs, you have the sausage, yeah, it's, uh, it's the same meat. We need to go there and not have the skillet. We need to eat off the a la carte menu. Yeah, I, I think know. you know three times we've eaten there, and every time it's been the skillet. We need to have something different. So that's something. But do you know, do you know how hard it is for me to stay away from all you care to yeah, enjoy? Yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. I like, totally like get it. Like never-ending food. I think we should eat breakfast there. I keep saying that. Yeah, I still have. I have the un- an underrated restaurant that was on your list. Oh really? Yeah, and uh, oh, you're going to say Chef de France? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the menu is it's it's quite an extensive, a really good menu. Um, the food was amazing. It was one of my best on our last trip. It was one of my 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 best meals, and the service was actually really good. Yeah. Contrary to what what some of the reviews that I've seen, the service was amazing. We will eat there again, I think next time, and and I think we'd be more than happy to pay cash for that. And as Kai well. loved it. Kai did love it. Yeah, he so, still talks about it now. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I definitely recommend that if you want to have a really good solid food in in, in Epcot. Yeah. And I am waiting for, for um, space to open. Oh, I can't wait for that restaurant to open. Yeah. It looks so good. Um, three more uh, that people believe is fully deserving of the hype. Uh, Boma, uh, you know, I, I, yeah. again, I, th- I think that's probably the case, even though we've not eaten there. Flying Fish. Do you even know where Flying Fish is? Test now, do you know where Flying Fish is? Uh, rings a bell. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It's over at Boardwalk. It's one of the restaurants along, oh, along that's the why Boardwalk. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm going to guess that it's seafood, 
So we're probably not going to eat probably that. Um, and then lastly, Victoria and Albert's. Um, now, that's really, really expensive. Um, and it's very intimate and very grown up. And I'm just, I, Is it worth the hype it gets? Like It, it probably is. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that, that if you if you know what you're paying for and, and you're paying for that experience, mm-hmm. then, yeah, why not? At the end of the day, it's no different to a couple of dickheads going and buying like three or four lightsabers. Oh, look at us. Yeah, it's true. Right? It's the same kind of money. Like dickheads but, like you, you mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? It, it's no different to going and spending that money on lightsabers, but you're paying it for one of the best eating, dining experiences you'll probably have. So, yeah, fair shout. Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't know if I could do it. Like, for me... Like, like, I like the experience of eating in some of these places. There's some places you go just to have that dining experience. But I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more about food. I love food and I love good food, but it's also got to serve like a function. Like, so, you know, if I know I can get food that I love for an amount, then why would I pay more for food? Yeah. Like how much more can I love that food compared to this? Yeah. yeah, and I think the experience is a big part of it. I mean, you know, if, we, if we're, we're all now having to, to make our decisions based on, um, you know, largely how much money we're, we're spending, if we're being budget conscious and that kind of thing, then you have to take into account not just the food, well, I don't, but I don't the think experience it's even, as well. I don't think it's even that. I think, I think it's like if, if we were, if there was like a group of us and it was a special occasion or we hadn't seen each other for ages or whatever, mm-hmm. then going to Victoria and Albert's and spending the evening with friends would be amazing. And I would do that. But for if it's just us, like, in like the three of us, or even mm-hmm. just you and I, where you're just going to go out and eat and then you're off somewhere else for the evening because you're doing stuff, and you, yeah. it's, then I don't see the value in it. So it all depends on how your trip is. If you're trying to cram in every last second, yeah, like you want to eat and then you want to get back for the parade or the fireworks here or you're off to the, then it's, it's not worth it because you're going to rush through it. But if you're going to have a special evening, mm-hmm. a special occasion thing, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's lots to think about, but um, you know, one good thing about the fact that we we don't know when we're going back is that there's lots and lots of time to plan. Uh, and if you're planning about food, I think one of the best things you can do is go and look at YouTube reviews, uh, vlogs, that kind of thing. But you know, no, and studying the menus you know on the on the website is yeah, really good as uh, well. It is. We we've seen a lot of vlogs over the years and we've gone to a lot of these restaurants our, ourselves and even just going to the list now there's obviously we disagree with some of them and we agree sure, yeah uh, and i think that's that's the i think if you just like the look of something just go just do it just experience it yeah because at least then you're doing what you want to do don't because if you just take someone else's advice you might miss out on something that you would absolutely love so I, i'm all for the thing of like do you know what get informed Take a look on a, on a vlog to see what it looks like inside. Look at the menu. If you like the theming, you like the food, just go. If your gut is telling you to go and try it, even if other people are saying it's not not so great, just go the, and try it and the, make your own decision. The thing is, you know, like any other, any restaurant, any job, sometimes there's there's people have off nights, and if the chef had an off, had an off night or that order of food was just off, it doesn't, you know, that one-off experience of one person that's ranted about it online. Yeah. Absolutely. Could be completely different to every other person that's ever been there. So, yeah, just, just go. Yeah, so um, that's made me hungry now uh, and made me miss Disney food massively. Um, and I'm really looking forward to when we can get back to actually trying it again ourselves. Um, 
Talking about getting back to things, uh, is it time to get back to a bit of News of America? Yeah, I'll just start it now. Yeah, go for it. So anyone who listens to this nonsense knows that um, most weeks I put very little effort into looking at these stories. Yes, this is correct. Um, I've actually bested myself this week by putting in no effort (laughs) to these stories. So uh, I just told you to go off and find them because I just just So this week's News of America is actually curated by me. Yeah. So I've not even read stories. So even even if the well not even but if the quality is especially low, you don't have to be responsible for it this time. No. So um, I'll start off. Um, this is. So- I, will, I will just preface this by saying I did try to make sure that every one of these news stories was from America and from the past week or month or so so you know i've also already surpassed you in in putting in the groundwork well, there i did have to bin off one of your stories because it wasn't from a recent it wasn't from this week um so oh uh, the story was published story. No. this week but you yeah no, it wasn't it's, yeah, but it's, it, it wasn't it's been published like for ages anyway so the first story is is an alaskan woman this is an alaska woman is it an alaska woman or an alaskan woman I don't know. I don't know either. E- email someone, <laughs> not us. Just email someone else um, and tell them. Um, but an Alaskan, I'm going to say Alaskan woman, yeah, was attacked by a bear while using the toilet. She was using the toilet, or the bear was using the toilet. I, well, I've only I mean, looked at the headlines. I've not read the stories so that you can take I mean, me through them. To, to be honest, maybe the bear was using the toilet <laughs> when she was. Well, I don't know. I mean, they were fighting over the use of the toilet. Well, I always thought bears shat in the woods. <laughs> was but, she shitting in the woods? Well, it is Alaska. <laughs> um, I don't know how kind of well house trained they are. Do they have indoor? <laughs> I, I'm guessing this must be kind of like an outhouse. Right? I've yeah. seen that everything I've seen of Alaska. Sorry for people that live in civilized accommodation in Alaska, but the stuff that I've seen on TV in Alaska is is yeah. So it's people trying to dig their own kind of. Oh, I know. I know what kind of TV you're referring to. Yeah, so, we won't name it, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so this was a, a remote outhouse. Um, so um, this this woman, Shannon Stevens, name check, um, sustained a puncture wound. So she was bitten on the ass. Oh, um, and it says right. Um, so she she was attacked by the bear while she was using the toilet, but she says she got out there. And sat down on the toilet, and immediately something bit my butt as I sat down. Um, and she says, "She that that at the level of the toilet seat was a cinnamon-coloured bear face." <laughs> now, now these the, the, cinnamon. Co- I mean, that's that's quite you know detailed. Well, this was a black bear, so I'm thinking she must have been busting, <laughs> and she started. <laughs> She'd started. I mean, I don't know what their diet's like in Alaska. She didn't have her glasses on and she just... And, and to be honest... If misinterpreted. You, if you just got shot in the face, you would probably bite someone. I would bite you if you shot on me. So I'm guessing... Because um, earlier in the evening, they had cooked sausages uh, on an open fire pit. Right. So I'm guessing that they hadn't cooked them properly. Oh, yeah. But this is what I'm dangerous. surmising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She 
diarrhea. And I'm guessing that there must have been alcohol involved. Yeah. So she wasn't even looking properly. So she's wasted. She staggers to the toilet. She doesn't even sit down. She's dropped her kegs and she's fired. Right? <laughs> she's not even sat down. Because literally, if you sat down, you'd, you'd feel the warm breath, the fur, yeah. the snout, <laughs> something. She's literally, she might not even be in the outhouse. Let's be honest. She might have just walked out into the woods and a bear is just sitting there sleeping. And she's just, just squatted down over a sleeping bear and... Shat all over this bear's face. <laughs> right. So now now the, the bear is a cinnamon-coloured bear face, apparently. <laughs> um, but they... Uh, oh, it says it all night. So they, they ran from the outhouse into the yurt. <laughs> what, what are you implying, Scott? Uh, I don't know. They probably just... Were they tofu sausages? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. In in that part of the world, a yurt is probably a common type of dwelling. Over here, not if, making any sweeping judgments if, at all. There, if you yeah. if you live in a yurt, you are probably drawn to Glastonbury. Yes. Um, not the festival. Um, no, the town. Yeah, you, you you probably that is everyone. Everyone who listens to this podcast, I'm sure, is familiar with the Glastonbury. You probably festival. make your own clothes if you live in a yurt. You make your own clothes. You wash in a stream, um, uh, and your children continually have dirt over their face. Yeah. So you're talking not about Glastonbury Festival, but the people of Glastonbury, which are well, no, just people that live in yurts. Oh, okay. I'm making a sweeping judgment on what I've seen. Again, this is just t- what TV's told me. Yeah. Well, we're local um, to the real Glastonbury, so you've got to, you've got to in Alaska. Reference. In Alaska, people living in a yurt is, might be the norm. I don't know. Anyway, this woman had a, a an off tofu sausage. Um, cooked on the barbecue, wasn't cooked through. I don't know. Can you can you can you undercook tofu? I don't know. She did undercooked tofu. Gave a diarrhea. Shat in the bear's face. The face is the bear's now cinnamon colour. Bitter on the ass. She ran away um, into the yurt um, and treated herself with a first aid kit. Um, they noticed the bear prints by the fire pit in the morning. Um, so that bear had come back for revenge. Uh, one, one bite of the butt cheek wasn't enough. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't really know. Um, or maybe that, he was just looking for more tofu sausages. But that was that. Uh, yeah, that, I, I don't. Do you know what? I don't think even a bear would stoop that long to <laughs> tofu, tofu sausages. sausages. <laughs> so it's funny. Is is actually I do quite like vegetarian sausages. I'm not a vegetarian, but vegetarians. I I've gone off the the taste of a lot of sausages. You, you have weirdly. I do like um. I do, I do like there's specific sausages I like, but the, the, you you must just buy shit sausages. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's that. So um, I always used to think, I think I must have watched. Um, I think there was you probably haven't seen it, but there was like, in the eighties there was like a, a a film called like Alligator or something. No, nope, and I'm sure I'm it. sure the alligator like bit someone's ass coming through the toilet. Or something. I can't remember, but I always have a worry that like a a snake, like when I'm sat there, a snake is gonna like. Jump up. You worry about this uh, now or in the 80s you used to worry well, about now. this? Well, like now. I think every now and then it crosses my mind and you sat there and you think, oh, a snake or a rat or something might just grab ne- on. Never, never crossed my mind. Oh, it will now. <laughs> Next time you sit down, you'll be thinking about that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was that. Um, There's another news. Um, uh, a, a, a Florida boy, typical Florida. Oh, uh, not a Florida um, man, a Florida boy this time. Yeah, but obviously his dad's a Florida man, so he rubs off. <laughs> Um, uh, he, he, he climbed into the back, as you do, of, of a um, garbage truck. A bin lorry. 
Yeah. My gosh. So to, to hide. Now, what I don't get, um, like his grandmother, right, um, said it all happened so fast. Said uh, in a minute he went out, and the next thing I hear is the sound of a truck and a guy screaming. Who's he hiding from? Because <laughs> when I first saw it, I thought I'm oh, playing hide and seek, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if he's just run away from his his gran, jumped in, like literally getting crushed by a garbage truck was better than hanging out with his nan. <gasps> Did he actually get crushed? No, that's why I'm going to skip the story, really, because he didn't. Oh, okay. Um, Thank God for that. Well, I'd like a little bit of crushing, even if it wasn't like full-on crushing, but a little something, some action. A pinch. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I'd like him to have been like stuck there for a few hours, fire brigade comes out, everything's okay in the end, he gets a ride in the fire truck, um, and his nan gets taken to um, Canny. Um, <laughs> Something. Um, that's what I would have liked, but none of that. But he didn't get crushed. He was okay. No, no, he's fine. Um, he went on about, you know, oh, he's going to be turned into mashed potato. He wasn't. Um, well, he wasn't wrong. No, the driver saw him on the camera, got him out. Um, that was that. So, oh, so it's a non-story, really. Well, yeah. So not really happy about that. Um, so this one's interesting. And again, it's, it's the animal ones that I like. <laughs> so a racing pigeon... I'm just checking. Is this is this news? This is not even this week. This is January the fourteenth. It still counts. Well, it, it, it doesn't. Well, it, look, clearly you didn't pick it up from from. from I've not your looked at them. I've not even read them. <laughs> um, but a pigeon, a racing pigeon, right, flew eight thousand miles. Right? Wow! So it flew from um, Oregon to Australia. Wow! Um, I wouldn't have done that to be honest. With you. I don't want to go to Australia. If you're Australian and you're listening to this, could I? But I don't want to go. It's too hot, too many spiders, the flight's too long. Yeah. Yes. All of those things. Not on our bucket list. They don't have a Disney. No. Um, if they've got a Disney, we go. Um, That's the only way I, you're going to get us there. I still, even then, I might not. <laughs> um, unless you know, Kylie invites me. Um, but this, this pigeon, so he's flown all the way from Oregon to Australia. That's, that's no mean feat. No. But, you know, that's what he's done. Uh, to be honest... How can a pigeon, being that small, consume enough calories to give him the energy to fly that far? He might have... Well, there's two, there's two things, right? He might have done a few stop-offs. What? Might have had a couple of layovers. Where? What, like on a cruise ship? There's no... but, but that's what I'm saying. The next thing is, is he might have just got on a, on a, on a ship, on a boat. Right. Uh, but he was probably... It's cheating. He probably followed, like... Fish, um, shipping lanes and that kind of stuff and you know I'm sure so he cheated I, I, is there cheating <laughs> is there cheating he's not there, there wasn't a rule like he never set out going oh world record well the headline makes it sound like there is well but but the thing is because you know what like they're like in Australia because we watch some of those TV shows all the dirty mushrooms oh you mean like the um the immigration they don't the anything cu- in no immigration the the customs like, one, particularly. What are shoes made? In them? Oh, I'm not going to do an accident. <laughs> Please don't. No. But like, like, they literally sh- won't allow you to bring anything. Like if, if you customs. wear any natural product, yeah. or like unless your your shoes aren't made in, in in Australia or something, any they want to burn it. They want to burn everything. Yeah, they're really strict. Can't in bring Australia. anything into the country. So this bird. What did the bird have something on him? No, but because he's a bird, right? Um, I take it he's a he bird. How do you tell whether it's a he pigeon or a she pigeon? We don't need to go they into that. They've not genderized the pigeon. Um, um, we'll, we'll just go with he. It's okay. Okay. Oh no, it's Joe. 
Oh, but Joe's ambiguous. Why have they called it um, Joe? I don't know, but the bird's called... Um, it's called Joe. Have they named him after the president? No. Oh, my God. Joe Biden couldn't travel eight thousand miles. <laughs> he couldn't travel an eighth of a mile. <laughs> um, but because he's, like, entered the country illegally and, like, you know, he's vermin, essentially... Yeah. They're going to kill him. <gasps> no! I mean, considering this story is back from, like, you know, mid-January, he's probably already dead now. So this is the posthumous news story. Um, so let's just go with that, that pigeon's now dead. Oh, But after all that... And I don't Joe. even know... Is that, is that him? These photos Are him? they just stock, for, stock photography of pigeons? I bet it's just stock... For, it's going to be like the iguana story again. It's just no, not even the real one. Um, uh, That's two different pigeons. Yeah. It, uh, a racing pigeon sits on a rooftop... Um, in Melbourne, so that might just be any pigeon. That is, that, that's a different pigeon. Than that, that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, and that one's a completely different. To be colour. honest, to be honest, and, I, and I, I don't. This isn't a racist comment, but all pigeons look the same, <laughs> don't they? I've seen a lot of pigeons, and I've like I don't think you can play Where's Wally with a pigeon. <laughs> you'd never do it. You'd never. You'd never. <laughs> be impossible. All pigeons look the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they do. Like all squirrels. All squirrels are the same. I don't know. All, really, all, reckon, all gray squirrels I, are the I, same. I reckon that cage fighting squirrel might have been a bit more muscular. Well, I don't think he was more muscular, but he was covered in a bit more blood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so yeah, that's the Australians. They, are, they don't let anything in. Nope. They won't even let Disney in. You always that's quote what? that Dirty Mushrooms thing when you talk about that show too. That was like your favourite episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've not done any real research. So that's the only news that I, I really have, and it's news that you found. So I, I just blame you for for that. Um, okay. So a uh, 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 story that's not even this week: um, a child that didn't get injured. So that's no fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not wishing children to get injured. Don't get me wrong, but at least let's have a story out of it. Yeah. Um, the the bear getting shot in the face. That was mildly entertaining, um, but that might just be what they do in Alaska. I don't, I don't know enough Alaskan people. Okay, so well then I will hear down, you know, throw down the gauntlet and challenge you to come back next time with a much better round of news of America. Yeah, and if people want to send me stories that's happened that happened this week, because that will save me the effort. If they oh, can yeah, just, that's a good idea. If they just message you the American stories. Sure. Um, then I don't even have to go. So about- you're now accepting submissions. Because it just saves me work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, outsource. Well, exactly. So if they want to send me, like, local stories... In fact, I prefer local stories than national stories. The lo- the more local, the better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Even if it's, like, news about, like, your cousin Dwayne in his truck that's run over a uh, badger that was wearing dungarees. Do they have badgers in America? Badger, that's like Bodger wears dungarees, isn't he? Bodger, yeah. not, well, no. What's the badger called they in Bodger have, and Badger? They have honey badgers in... Um, in Bodger and Badger? Is Badger yeah. just called Badger? Badger is just called Badger, yeah. Uh, he likes mashed potato. He does love mashed potato. He's not going to be mashed potato. No. So, um, that's News of America. News of America! I think that's going to do it for another week. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. It's a short week this week now, isn't it? Because it's Sunday, so... Uh, yeah, it's only a few but, more days before it's podcast time again. So we need to get thinking about what the next one will be all about. We haven't even got, like, a plan for the next podcast. Not right now, no. I will fully admit that. It's been a busy week, like you say. 
I would like to do something talk about maybe like ride theming. I'd like to do like full on Disney ride theming stuff. Okay. Okay, so let's take that idea and expand on it slightly and you explain to me exactly what you mean by that and we'll come back and talk about rides next week. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's a done deal. I do. All right, well, um, yeah. Are we finishing then? I think we're finished. I think I think this is a good place to exit unless there's anything else you want to say. No, you can just do the regular stuff, man. Oh, good. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, sorry guys that, you know, we delayed a couple of days, but it was necessary and um, there you go. There's just life is like that sometimes. Um, if, you know, you need to take a time out, take a time out. Um, so, thank you to everyone who's contributed to talking about Disney food this week. You really, really did have some very very strong opinions and you know don't we all when it comes to disney stuff but at the end of the day we're paying a lot of money for these things so yeah thank you thank you for all that um and like we said you know when it comes to choosing your dining options for next time take your time look up advice look up reviews but ultimately just go with your gut and, right? and if you are annual pass holders or dvc members you still get 10 percent off dining oh you do service. you check that in the end did yeah, you so you get 10 okay so there sometimes are sometimes you get 15 percent depends where you go all right okay well so there's, there's still savings to be had and that that's that's important um so if you want to get in touch with us in the meantime then please find us on instagram where you'll find us at chartons do disney i've been working on my reels game over the past couple of weeks trying to put a few more reels out there um using some of your beautifully shot footage scott actually so people have been really getting into that so thank you for that i think i'm going to make another one very soon don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> no because you don't do the social media um talking to social media uh, you can also find us over at twitter where we are at chartons do Diz, uh and uh over at youtube where you can find our disney world vlogs um i've got some time off work coming up over the next month so hopefully you will see another one from us very very soon uh in the meantime take care of yourselves guys stay safe and we will catch you on the very next podcast see you soon see you then bye